Hi, and welcome to Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and today I am here with go-go dancer and Instagram model, David Thomas. How are you doing today, Sexy? Good, how are you? I'm good. Work. So where are you originally from? I am originally from, I'm from Ohio, still live here in Ohio. Uh, some people might be familiar with the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which is uh, Canton, Ohio. It's a, about an hour south of Cleveland, which is where I'm at now. Yeah. I mean, I get living in a state all my life. I'm originally from Florida. And I live in Florida now. I cannot wait to leave. <laughs> I, I'll trade you. You guys have much, much warmer weather and less snow than what we have going on right now. <laughs> See, I'm, lo I'm, I'm looking forward to that because I'm actually planning on moving up around actually this is florida education i'm trying to think of like what the country looks like ohio and michigan are kind of close together right yes yes yeah, okay like, so i'm planning at least sister cities yeah i'm planning on moving to detroit that's a fabulous place to go yeah. i actually spend a lot of time there this especially this past year yeah it's just like my thing is when everyone says why detroit my thing is I got, I have, I have an album written. I'm like, I know I need to go somewhere that's cheap. And like, I figured Detroit's going to be like super cheap for me to live and be able to record this album and like put it out and not go bankrupt. <laughs> well, I think it's a great, that's a, it's a great market where it's young, upcoming, huge um, LGBTQIA, all the letters scene um, with a lot of uh, people doing a lot of really cool things. So it, it's, I think it's close to a lot of travel and stuff too. Um, like I said, I, that's a lot of my entertaining and go-going and, and events and things that I've been uh, hired for. I've actually been out of Detroit and met some really cool yeah. uh, There's designers and music and everything. I was seeing that. So, like, one thing is, okay, so the fear that everybody has of me, is Detroit as scary as what people actually make it out to be? Absolutely not. Um, exactly. I, you know, I mean, every at anywhere you go, you're going to have those pockets that are like – maybe i should go not around this block um right. but but there's it, it's it, it, i don't know it's 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 so clean and fresh and um and things are well lit and there's a lot of a lot of things happening and i don't know i every time i've been over there and i'm we're talking uh, i've been over there once or twice a month every month since uh june um this past year i mean that's uh, never had any issues it's always they always take such good care of you and they find out you're from out of town. I mean, the, the people in Detroit are like, come here, give us a hug. Like we, we're, we want you to be part of what we're doing. So it's very welcoming. See, that's, see, that was, it's a good thing to like, hear this from somebody who's actually like been to Detroit. Cause all these people are like, why would you move there? And when people said that, I'm like, listen, like granted, it's probably not the best part of town. But it's like when you can get an apartment, a one bedroom apartment for like six, $700 a month, like, why would you move anywhere else? Like, I, I mean, and I've seen, I've seen the one bedrooms. I've seen the lofts, the townhouses. I mean, they've, yeah. I've been to lots of different spots over there. I mean, they're beautiful. They, they've taken old spaces and made them new. Yeah. Um, and you know, and I used to spend time down in South beach a lot, in my younger years when I was yes. a makeup artist. And um, it, I, I know, I know probably Florida is very transient as far as the, the the people the tourists the all, all those right. things it doesn't always feel like home maybe um at least it didn't whenever i was spending time living there um no because it's like okay so i'm 
I'm not exactly in that area. I'm about an hour. Actually, I'm about an hour north of West Palm Beach. So, like, whenever I have performed in South Florida, I don't do it that often. But it's like West Palm Beach, Lake Worth. I think that's about like the furthest south I've gone because. I, as I said, I've, I'm in my hometown now. I'm living at home now. I lived in um, Orlando for almost four years, and then I had to unfortunately come back home. So it's like, now I'm like, let me just like save to get out of Florida. <laughs> yeah, right. something, yeah, something new. No, I get that. Yeah, because as you said, it's not... It's... um. As, as I tell people, Florida is a great place to visit. It's a great place to, like, visit, like, but the idea of, like, living here, when I, when I tell people that, I'm like, look, if your choices are between Florida and Alaska, choose Florida. Other than that, like, move somewhere right. else. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a fun party scene down there. I mean, in all yeah. the parts of Florida. And the beach is great. But, no, yeah, it's, it is. It's, it can be a lot. I, I I felt like it was. I mean, I, you know, I'd get homesick when I was down there, for yeah. sure. Work. So, what was it like for you growing up as a kid? Uh, for me, so <clears throat> you may like the the quick story or whatever. I mean, it was it was good. I'm, the, I'm uh, one of two two brothers. It's, or it's me and my brother. Um, I'm the oldest. Um, I was uh, in wrestling all the way through school, from kindergarten all the way up to my. 10th grade year until I got hurt and had to switch things up a little bit, do something new. Um, Boy Scouts and Eagle Scout. Um, but also in the, so it's kind of the jock thing, but it's also in the show choirs and speech and debate and all that stuff. Um, as far as being gay in a Midwest city or state, um, definitely felt, I mean, it was, I, I didn't come out until I was 23. So, I mean, it took wow. a long, a long time. And I, and even the, from when I graduated high school until, you know, that 23 mark, I dated a girl. We were engaged actually for five years. Wow. Um, and yeah, because, uh, you know, the Midwest farm boy, you know, growing up in, in Ohio, you're kind of, I don't want to say groomed is the right word, but uh, you, you kind of have this mindset that everybody does that it's a you. You graduate high school, you go to your two-year, four-year college that's kind of pretty close. I mean, I went to school here in Ohio. Um, and then you go back home, you start your family, probably marry your high school sweetheart or somebody that you met in that college range and, you know, do the 2.5 kids in the house and all those things and just settle down. You don't really – a lot of the people that I grew up with weren't – there wasn't that um, – a lot of that ambition to go outside of in Ohio. It was – this was – it's you know, safe, family-oriented – and you, you know, the good old boys, you stay here. Um, so it wasn't until I got, you know, out of that stereotypical thing, kind of realized who I was, met somebody um, that, you know, a, a guy that I was, that I was, yeah. you know, madly in love with that I started to realize, Hey, there's so much more outside of this bubble over here. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, it, it was, I didn't, I have a good family. They're, they're supportive. You know, they were supportive when I came out, even if I did it in a text message on the way to Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, and I just, I remember texting my mom. I said, me, you know, me, me, Matt and the dog are on our way over for Thanksgiving. She goes, Matt. And I said, yep. See you in, see you in 15 minutes. Um, 
and that was kind of the 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 conversation um but my my family my brother everybody was great and supportive with that uh so i didn't have and you know, there's the a little bit of the bullying in school you know through the middle school range you know just because i was different i was artsy and cared a lot about how my hair looked and what clothes i wore and like the spice girls those were my spice girls of britney spears that was my jam yeah you know, i wasn't wasn't doing all the super manly you know boy things with the you know i talk a lot with my hands so i think a lot of other people kind of knew or had a feeling of who i was going to be before i did um yeah. you know so it, even at 23 i didn't know who i was going to be now i'm 37 now and so you know it didn't it took a long time to to get there get yeah. here i would say yeah so like i would say in some ways the area I've grown up, grew up in is like gotten bigger. It's like getting bigger over the years, but it's like, and people are moving here and I'm trying to figure out why, because literally there's nothing to do. Like I, I live in an area that still has places everywhere except for bars close at 11 PM. Like, so there's like nothing to do. <laughs> I, I feel you on that. I, yeah. I do live just a little South of Cleveland. I used to live right in, right in Cleveland, like right near, near downtown where there was a lot. Yeah. Um, and that was through my that the my mid twenties up until the last couple of years, and I kind of moved just about yeah twenty minutes outside the city where in a little burg where things roll up at nine p nine p.m. Um, yeah. So I have that, but I can still get to all the cool stuff. Right. Um, you know, that's where things do stay open a little later. We're not now. If we were talking about Detroit, I will tell you that what's cool about over there is things stay open late, and they have like after hours, which. I didn't even yeah. know like what that was until the the boys and girls in Detroit took me out and they're like, "We're gonna show you, like what the nightlife is." So that was interesting. Yeah, and like overall, like as you said, you're coming out. You came out at 23. I came out at 18. I will say, in some ways, I was fortunate because I only had to come out to one parent because I came out four months after my mom died. So it was just having to come out to I have my dad, and then I have. An older sister my older sister was super was super accepting i just found out why because she just came out about a month ago so it's like <laughs> so that how was, was good how was that experience like do it have being on the other side of of this of this sibling coming out part it was so this is the thing i found out because like it, the weird thing is like my life is so like go 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 it wasn't necessarily like she told me it's like i happened to like see on facebook that she was like posting all of this queer stuff and then like all of a sudden she now had her she went she went back to having her main name and i'm like and i kind of just put like two and two together and like it's not that she told me i was kind of was like i i um as I said, I pretty much welcomed her to the family because I'm like, I'm like, this is amazing. Because she knew I had it pretty bad, not with family. I did have it bad. We're getting into that. So, so I came out to a youth minister of the church, which was a mistake. Because <laughs> I told him about this performance idea I'd had with like a knife and how I'd practice stabbing myself because I'm dramatic, obviously. And like, he left the room, he came back in about 10 minutes later and he said, you have one of two options. Either you're coming with me or I'm calling the cops. 
Now, naively, I went with him. In hindsight, I would have let him call the cops because the cops wouldn't have done anything to me. So he took me to get a psyche valve. Hmm. They had told me I had passed it. But apparently he didn't, in my belief, he didn't like the fact that I had passed it. And as a result, I got locked in a mental institution for 64 hours. That's tough. It's rough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those things where it's like, and then I thought everything was over after that. But of course not. Then he, then about a week later, he sent me up with a therapist for like three or four sessions. And then she tried to pray the gay away. Which we all know how that works. Well, I, absolutely, it, it, it does. It doesn't. No, clearly, as I sit here, like tussling my hair, um, it's, it's like, so it's like, as I say, that stuff like formed me. Like, as I say, it's weird to say. Like in the, my twenties, I kind of like downward like did a downward spiral and that's honestly what I was telling you about when I talk about Detroit and like putting out this album it's like so I'm I'm gonna be turning 30 in June so it's like this album is basically like the latter half of my teen years and the early or like and my 20s and it's like I went through it all I went through being suicidal twice I was raped. I was sexually assaulted. Like I went through pretty much, as I say, almost everything you can go through. Well, not everything you can go through, but I went through a lot. It's like, as I always say, I'm one of those people who's like, the fact that I'm not like dead right now is like something that I'm like, think is like such like a miracle that I'm like grateful for. And it's like, that's why I'm like, um, that's why I said, as I was writing this album, I'm like, I have to put this out. And I have to put this out this year. I have to find a way to, like, make it as it's done. I'm hope I'm planning, fingers crossed, to move to Detroit in June. And theoretically have this album out by, like, August, maybe September. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And that's so brave, and you should be so proud of yourself for this. Working through all that, I mean, that's, you know, I've got some, you know, I do have trauma in my background and therapy yeah. and those things. So I, you know, I didn't know if we would get into that or not. Um, so, I'm glad, but I'm glad you brought that up because I think there, yeah. you know, a, a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, youth, people that went through that in their youth and people that are going through it now. And, you know, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's so good to see, look, it, it warms your heart to see that people are way more open now in this era, this stage, these, these years uh, to talk about that stuff. Cause you know, I mean, I, people didn't talk about that when you were in middle school, at least for me. No. Um, and then my twenties when I got out of, you know, well, and to take, I guess take a half a step back, you know, I kind of, like I said, great family, you know, but at the same time, you know, it was, uh, there was a lot of, you know, you, you work on your stuff, in the household, you, you know, you try to keep it together. And, you know, like I said, you know, with our family being in business and different things, you know, there's a lot of people depending, you know, on, you know, th us doing the right thing over here, you know, so you don't let it fall apart out there. 
you know, so that, right. you know, that things can work, um, you know, but uh, it's good. I think it's, it's a good, healthy thing to be able to talk about that. Cause I know, like I said, my twenties, when I did get out there and was actually had my own place and was doing all, you know, trying to figure it out. I felt like, Oh my God, everybody around me has this all figured out already. You know, I, when I found that first, the, the gay scene when I was first in Cleveland, I was just like, and I don't want to quit that. There wasn't like the, the, the mean girls because they were, you know, there, I mean, there's some of that. There's always going to be that in any click you're in. Yeah. Um, but you know, as some mashup of like jawbreakers meets the mean girls meets whatever other movies that are in that genre of just like, wow, like these people have it together. And like, they're, that's the clothes, the things, the jobs, the, you know, the career paths. It's like, how are they doing this? And you know, on the inside, it's like, what the hell am I doing? And how do I right. get there? But you know, it wasn't until like the last couple of years. I'm like, I think we were all kind of just figuring out how to, how do we get there? Um, you know, so that's interesting. And it's also the fact of like, you say that I feel for a lot of gay people, a lot of what you're talking about in your twenties is that so many people put on like a facade of like that thing where you said everyone has everything together. They don't have everything together, but they want to make you believe that. So that way you feel like shit about yourself. And it's like, I think what changed a lot of this, like at least for me, it was the um, pandemic. Cause it's like, I basically, I got to the point of like, as I said, I have the vision of the fabulous drag queen you see in front of you. And it's like, yes. I have been performing for years and I was like always afraid to like show skin or like show my legs or like not like dress half naked because I felt like, well, I'm not someone who's like the skinny, like little twig that you see all these other gay people at. And then like, it was towards the pandemic. I'm like, I'm like, fuck this. Like you are not getting any younger. And like, I'm more of that person who's like, if you don't like the way that I look, don't fucking stare at me. Like it's, but some people say like, that's easier said than done. I never said it was easy. It took me years, but it's like, you have to get to that point. Yeah. And in, in, in whatever uh, path or route or whatever, as long, how, however long it takes you to get there and how you get there, yeah. as long as you, I think the getting there is the important part. And I hope, you know, my, my hope is for people to get there. And now I look back. So like, like I said, now being 37 um, and, you know, being an entertainer, I, I've worked in, you know, I, I bartended and, um, it, 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 I've done lots of things. I used to have a talent agency, a money agency for years in between doing the hair and makeup artist stuff before now coming into it's, it was kind of a good, it was an easy transition. I mean, I stayed at a, I went to school for broadcasting, broadcast journalism, then, uh, yeah. you know, ended up networking with photographers and advertising and fell into this makeup artist side. And like I said, trying to figure all those things out, um, had a talent agency, it worked through that through the twenties and, and early thirties. Um, and now that I've kind of floated into this other side, working with the family business, but then still doing the entertaining stuff and seeing the, the younger, newer gays coming in that are in their twenties, it's like, oh, you know, I'm, I, I was with my friends the other night. We were out and I'm like, that was us. Like watch these little boys, you know, like yeah. they're drinking and dancing and like, they're like, no care. It's a Thursday night. And I'm like, yeah. God, they're, they're going at it. Like there is like, tomorrow's not Friday. We know we got to be up tomorrow. Right. Um, but that was us, you know, and you know, I, I just kind of sat there thinking, I'm like, man, I just, I hope it's good for that. I hope 
it's good for them. Like their experience from there to where I'm at, like I, you know, there were good parts that were scary parts. There were parts where I got involved with the wrong people and the wrong things at the wrong places. Um, you know, it's like, my hope is that they miss the bad stuff and, yeah. you know, have the good stuff and hold on to that and, and you know, make it through. Yeah. And, and, I, and I celebrate that, you know, I want them to celebrate exactly. that. It's, it's, you know, I, and like you were saying about, um, you know, looking different or being different or having a different aesthetic. Yeah. Um, like, so the reason I threw in there, the, the whole modeling agency thing is yeah. that was what I, one of the things I was really proud of with our group, you know, because it was here in Cleveland and we worked with awesome clients. It, it's what's funny. People don't realize how many things are actually here. Like Nestle Smuckers, Little Tykes, American Greetings, wow. Dick Sporting Goods, oh, all wow. that. Sh- it all shoots here, either here, uh, Pittsburgh, like Route 21's out of PA. Um, Dick Sporting Goods is uh, PA in Ohio. Like the, all those things shot here in Northeast Ohio. Um, but like what was, what I was really proud of the most of what we did is that we had, you know, from ages two to 89, I think it was my oldest at one point. And they were all shapes, all sizes, all colors. I had plus I had, you know, I, I had the, you know, the young 20 something girls that did kind of, kind of the fashiony things. I had the mom, the dad, yeah. you know, for little tykes, it was, and that what was cool is we got to celebrate all the shapes and sizes and colors and, you know, and that's what our clients loved. Um, so I, and I learned a lot from that too, um, you know, and this whole, that's what I hold on to, you know, now is one of the events was at the other night, it was um, this dollhouse theme party. Everybody was dressed up like their favorite kind of doll look. Um, and you, oh yeah, it was, there was every age, every, I mean, 21 and up yeah. that part. But, um, you know, it, it just, it, everybody of all different color and shape and size and like all different varying of, you know, little spaghetti tops and, you know, full on, you know, costume. It was so cool to see them be so just them and, you know, yeah. and, and be like, F you, if you don't like it. Yeah. And we need more of that. So what you're saying is in broadcast journalism, I'm just going to point this out. You're theoretically more qualified to do this than I am, but no, okay. um, <laughs> no, the, the, no, this uh, is, you were this, doing fabulous. Thank you. The, I, I tend is, to talk too much. You might've got that. I don't know if you got the, you might've picked the wrong one tonight. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like, you have, you'll have just, to tell me when to stop. Yeah. I mean, my thing is when people like, especially talk about broadcast, it's like, everyone's like journalism and all this you have to go to school for journalism no the no the fuck you don't i've given away my secret i shouldn't my secret was i've watched howard stern interview a bunch of people that's how i learned how to interview like, i love that yeah i didn't go to fuck i didn't go to school like my thing is some of the like most esteemed people who interview people who went to school i think are garbage. I would say this, like, I know this is a controversial opinion and some people say that you shouldn't speak ill, you shouldn't, you shouldn't speak ill of the dead, but it's like, I will say this, Diane Sawyer and Barbara Walters are the two worst interviewers ever. They definitely had a style. Yeah. (laughs) That's, well, their style, it's like, what was I had somebody on here at one point defending diane sawyer in like that infamous britney spears interview she did this was before her memoir came out and they're like mm. they're like diane sawyer's just trying to do her job i'm like it was her job to make britney spears cry like she literally prodded until she cried like that that was is so fucking intentional that like i'm like 
I'm like, where is my thing was where was Britney's team to like stop that? Because like if right. I was breaking if I was breaking down like that, I want to make sure that I have a manager being like, we're gonna stop this right now. And you know, and, and I think that's that's I mean in my in my opinion, I feel like that style is better reserved for uh, you know, I I now I, I I do stay away from political topics, but I, I what I, the only thing I'll say is I do tune into all the different networks just so I can get a get a rounded idea of what you know this over here is doing what CNN or Fox so that I know what all the parties are saying. <laughs> nah, yeah. Um I do have my favorites, but I do feel yeah. like you know that that style like you're talking about with you know Brittany and is that's better reserved for the political CNN when you want to get them to give you the right give them give the right you know when you want to drill them you know right. versus entertainer performer you know that that doesn't always doesn't feel like the right approach you know digging digging that hard into into somebody you know yeah that's why like i would say this the one time like somebody told me well i didn't they didn't even tell me so like they were a youtuber and i like brought them on here and like they had just like lost their um boyfriend a few months before like the interview and it's like i was trying to do my best to like i was given i very rarely like love for the guests to tell me like this is off limits but it's like i'm not gonna like poke and pry so i did like my best and then when i saw the youtube video where like the guest the guest literally said on their channel they're like i was holding back tears i'm like god i feel like shit like <laughs> but it's like you you can't do you can't do everything right you can't you can't know what's too far what's gonna right and what's gonna you know it trigger you know what's might trigger somebody it's sometimes the person doesn't even know it's gonna maybe trigger them i I did i did think about that today but whenever we were messaging back and forth i'm like you know we didn't really like pre you know prep talk like what topics or things and i'm like i'm just gonna roll with it like i'm you know i'm i'm an open book um that you've almost got i mean for me at least you know with and and, you know what i do with the entertaining and things on that end things you got i mean if you if you don't own it and have the confidence you know now if there was something we got into that i'm like hey i don't think that's right for right now i would say that i would tell you that and you know and i i knew already just from watching you know what your your past interviews that 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 wouldn't be an issue so no i try not to make you cry if you want to (laughs) My thing is like when some people like send me send me the questions. My thing is with some people I've had to be like because I've done long interviews. That's why like I try and get people, but I let people talk. I'm not the person who's like sitting there watching the clock, saying like, "Okay, we got to stop now." It's like, no, I'm gonna let you be free and open. So it's like I'll send people. I'll be like, "This is." theoretically what i have discussed but know that i have a tendency to go off script if you're pointing out something where i have another question to hook onto it i'm gonna probably like skip one of my questions because like you're gonna guide me into a place where i can get you to open up more and that's in the other reason i think like the way i do things it's like at least my view is if you want people to open up to you you have to be able to open up to them as well and like some people would say that's not a journalistic approach. Listen, 
I've, I've gotten people here in all sorts of different states of nervousness. People who are like, I've done this many times before. They're like, to the, I don't know what, it, I don't know. It's like, I'm, I have to be like to people. I'm like, relax. I'm not here to attack you. I'm here to ask you questions. Like, I'm not, because like, I haven't been asked to be interviewed yet. By the way, if anyone's watching this, I will gladly do any interview. You can ask me almost anything. But it's like, as I was telling you before we went on, it's like, I, I'm not going to ask somebody a question that I'm not in turn going to answer myself. Like, I like that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. And, and I like that. I like that it's organic. Uh, yeah, that's, you know, I think that's, like you said, I think that's the way you're going to be able to, you know, have a good interview and, and yeah. get good stuff and get to know somebody. That's what, you know, can interview should kind of be like is getting getting to know each other, making a new friend. Yeah, exactly. It's like that's why when people are like, when I've gotten people who've been on three and four times, it's like, well, if I can get topics out of them, and it's like, and I'm willing to open up, of course they're gonna trust me because like they're gonna know that like I'm on their side versus like those people who are like put on a front because i see i see some people because i will say this i don't know if you as someone who went to school for journalism i don't know this i hate watching when people when people are like really really bad i hate cringy interviews and like they just like blow up online and i'm like i'm like i have some of the best fucking interviews ever and you all are watching this garbage like <laughs> I saw an interview. There's, I don't remember who the guest was. I think it was like Andrew Schultz on a, like a podcast. It's like they had three guys basically like sitting there, like as they're asking the questions. One guy would ask a question, the other guys would be like, oh, like, like acting so stupid. I'm like, I'm like, there are four of y'all there, and I can do this shit by myself. Like, come on now. Anyway, so what made you want to become a go go dancer? So that's a, it's a, it's a funny, that's an interesting story the way it happened actually. Um, so, uh, like I said, I, I had done the, the hair and makeup artist stuff for, I did that for like 14 years, um, yeah. like through my twenties, it was a great, it started out as a great little side part-time thing that kind of happened. I enjoyed it. I always loved art. And that's thought I, before I went, you know, was doing the journalism, broadcasting that type of, you know, range, I thought I was going to go like, when I was in middle school, I'm like, I'm going to be an artist and draw people's faces. Turns out the kind of only job for that is like an amusement park where you do caricature, yeah. caricature drawings. You know, that's right. like a summer job. Um, so I'm like, well, that's not like a realistic thing. Um, so when I got kind of gotten into that, did that for a while, the talent agency thing, never, you know, as a kid, my mom had me in some modeling and stuff, uh, you know, younger years. Didn't ever do that myself when I was doing the hair and makeup stuff and working at an agency and owning one. Um, so I was doing somebody else when that ended. And then like you were talking about the pandemic, you know, things kind of shifted and, and people shifted. Um, and I love my parents and their family business and the stuff that they do, but it's, we were talking, I think before the, the interview started, it's, it's a restaurant franchise and right. food is, it, it's a, it's a great living. It's a great brand. It's a great business model, but food is not my passion. Um, I stepped into that uh, just because I wanted to make sure you know, my brother wanted, I wanted to learn, Hey, how do we how do we do this if we wanted to take it over? 
how do we do this if something our you know my parents are in their 60s how do we do this if something were to happen you know we have you know 28 locations and a lot of employees um you know so what would we need to do to make sure to take care of all of them if something happened and we needed to you know figure this out um so i wanted to in the meantime during you know pandemic and stuff uh when i was bartending on the side you know there's a few local brands and things that are around ended up um I guess more so taking fun pictures of myself, you know, and putting that on my Instagram and it was cute. Got some likes, you know, it was fun to post the updates and things. And then uh, actually this brand that, that we were talking about Detroit, um, yeah. this designer, Perry Wayne, it's a uh, Wayne underwear. Um, There's out of Detroit, amazing guy, amazing talented designer had, you know, invited me out. He said, I'd love to have you come out for, you know, Detroit's pride. You know, we, he was going to have a booth. Um, he needed dancer. Well, he needed you know someone to work at the at the booths. This was kind of originally how we had talked. He tricked me a little bit. So if he sees this, I love him. Um, I got there and he said, "So I'm going to put you on this box. I want you to go, I want you to go go. You know, during Pride." I'm like, "You want me to what?" Um, okay. Well, you got Britney Spears. So you got pop music. Uh, and it turned out we were actually beside the uh, the Kiss FM. Uh, sound tent that was there. So it worked out really well that we had great music the entire two days. Uh, and I think he was happy with, with my little bit of, you know, dance skills on the box during pride that they, they have this thing called the motorball out there, uh, that they do like the, the, the big after party dance party that, that weekend. And I was invited to stay for that and dance. And then what kind of just by happenstance, you know, happened was I met this uh, fantastic drag queen. Her name is Whitney Naomi. She's uh, based out of Detroit and she's like, you're cute. I like you. It looks like you can, you know, learn some moves. I would like to bring you back out. And uh, she does a lot with this Pronto, which is one of the premier gay bars out in Detroit and invited me out to come. And I thought go-go. And when I got there, I realized that I was going to be doing actual, um, male entertainer stripper numbers, uh, dancer numbers. And uh, they actually gave me my first big opportunity to come out and do like three numbers, perform for their, you know, their guests and their customers. And then uh, that was back in like the June, July uh, range. And they brought me back every month, you know, for different things. And it was a great team, great staff. I was just really lucky. So I kind of just happened into it. Um, there's a lot of other great dancers and people out there that just uh, sort of welcome me. And I'm like, listen, I'm new. I, I don't have all the outfits together. Like, how do I do this? And, uh, you know, like, you, and you may have found this, you know, when you get into like the drag community, you know, performers, yeah. you know, most there's, and while there's some out there that are uh, a little possessive over their space, you know, in the, in the mm -hmm. entertainment world and, you know, aren't always quick to like kind of mother hen you in, um, this group out there was not like that. Uh, these, these, these folks like uh, just, I don't know, they just wrapped me into their community, introduced me to people. They, they took me to, to things and events and pool parties and, um, and, and just sort of, you know, it just gave me tips and things and encouraged me. I think that that was a separate of just the glam of having like the, the clothes, the, the sound mixes, the songs, um, just the fact that they were so encouraging to like, Hey, you just gotta keep, keep doing it. Keep working on it. Look at you know, look at find things you like, you know, and add that in. Um, and it was, yeah. So that those guys giving me that opportunity was how that happened. 
And then, you know, coming back home, whenever I got back home, people found out that I, you know, started doing that out in Detroit. They're like, we'd like to book you back here in Ohio. And I've been just really, really fortunate with the connections and friends and things that I've made over the years that I have been, been booked for a gig uh, uh, almost every weekend since June, like some show somewhere between, I, I know it's crazy. I'm not, it's not like a, a one of these because I, I always, so I always have this fear that I'm going to show up at a gig. Like the, if it's a first time venue that I've been hired for, I'm going to walk in, they're going to look at me and go, Oh girl, that ain't it. Go home. Like just, you know, that I'm going to walk in, they're not going to, you know, is when you're, when you're putting your own picture, it, you can look really confident online. It's easy to look really confident online. You know, you can, you take a bunch of pictures, you pick the best ones, you know, your highlight reel, you put that out Absolutely. there. Um, you know, and like I said, the, the, these different brands that have, like, I had Big Sexy Hair sent me hair care products and we did a little video with them. Um, you know, the Wayne Underwear, um, Merrick Richard, this is just different, really cool brands. You know, that can feel really exciting, but then you're like, shit, am I gonna, like, am I doing them a, a justice? Am I doing their brand justice? I mean, this bar puts you on their poster for their event and you walk in and like, there's all these people and, you're, and it's, that's when, for me, that's when like the sweats start to kick in. Cause I'm like, what if I'm just, what if I disappoint them or let them down or my song isn't fast enough or slow enough, or, you know, the, you know, the split isn't, you know, splitting. And so that's, um, I know. So I'm like so bad at staying like super on topic with the one question, but yeah, yeah. they just sort of happened. Oh, it sort of happened. And um, you know, I, I always kind of think like every show, like when I look at my calendar right now, I'm booked um, every weekend in February um, and, you know, a couple in March now, but I'm like, Oh, that might, that could be my last show. And I'm okay. If it, you know, if my last show is my last show, that's okay. Uh, they, they kind of seem to, you know, luckily, you know, keep coming in. Um, but yeah, it was just sort of like, I guess, right place, right time. And, you know, Miss Whitney, if you're watching this, I love you for giving me the opportunity and, you know, bringing me back. Cause you know, I don't think without her, you know, without that, that queen giving me that stage time and, you know, the little pat on the bottom and, you know, get out there and go, it's, that's your right. name they just called. Um, I wouldn't probably be doing that. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have jumped all in, but I did. Well, okay. So like, first of all, I love that. It's like with that, if you're saying Detroit is as accepting as it is, which I'm hoping it is, Yes. My my brand of doing things, because I will say this, this podcast came out of me not being able to get booked because it's like there are plenty of bars because like I know you've kind of been like looking around my page as you uh, as Instagram. As you see, I don't lip sync at all. Like I sing live. Like when you book me, I sing live. Like I am there to sing live. And like what I feel in Detroit, I would do like a mix of like originals and covers because I love my music. I'd love to bring my music to queer spaces because I feel like queer people like my music. The problem is I haven't really gotten much opportunity to do that because I always say I'm going to get into my first time of doing everything. It's like I in a minute, it's like my thing is I am the person who's like you have those people who can do the one, two, three songs. And I could do a half an hour to 45 minutes to an hour because, like, I'm from 
the um how I got started. I got started in open mic. I, I got started in open mic nights and straight bars. So like, okay. I know that thing of. And especially the play, the primary place they used to perform out in Orlando. There's a point where they were in between hosts, and like the night was dead. I used to be first person on. I was the person who's like, "Keep me on." Like, I do not care that I'm only supposed to do like three songs. I'll do four songs. I'll do five songs. Keep me on. Like, I will do because it's like. That's my thing. Like, I love long form. It's like, that's why. It's like, obviously, I know you have to do like your little one, two numbers. You got to pay your dues. I get that. But it's like, I am the bitch who's like. And everyone's like, all these drag queens are tired. It's like, it's like, bitch, I'm not even warmed up yet. Like (laughs) when I do, when I do one, two songs, I'm like. That's why, like. All of my like covers from like my Twitch videos, they're all the they're like six different clips. Those all come from streams on Twitch, which means I went the 36 minutes, 45 minutes, um, whatever 25. Cause it's like my thing is at least my view is if I'm gonna get in drag, in addition to taking a picture, trust, I'm gonna like actually do something. It's not like this cute, I do one number and I'm done. I'm like I'm like, no, and I also love doing shit live because it's like, my thing is if you fuck up, you fuck up. Like, it's out on the internet. It comes from a live stream. It's fucking... It's done. You forget a lyric, you forget a lyric. It happens. Make something up on the spot. Yeah. Oh, I can't tell you how many times I've done... I've planned it out in my head. You know, I, I know what, like, my, my dance moves, my things. I come from... I don't know about you. You're talking about doing... The longer sets and longer numbers if, if you have a background like the show choirs like mm-hmm. um absolutely yes the theater and plays because that's that's where i came you know from that was what was hard getting into this is like you know i've, I've seen the dancers that i love all the styles and there's the dancers that have like the great the great moves like the great like ma- you know like the um, magic mic the, the stuff you know i'm yeah. definitely not like i don't have all the tricks i mean some, i got some tricks but not all the tricks um but I love, you know, and I grew up in that, that, that the two thousands, you know, Queens where if you were at a show, you didn't have your phone out. It, like if you were, if a queen oh, huge and it would like a second level where you watched, she could spot you from that stage. If you're on your phone. She'd stop the show that like you pay okay. attention to the performer. I'm going to have you go back a little bit because you kind of cut out. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. As in like you cut off screen and came back on. That's why I said, I'm oh, gotcha. Back. Yeah. Um, I come from that that background of like if if yeah. you know if there's a performer performing like you don't have your phone out you pay attention to all that stuff and I so I love the yeah. glitz and glam of that. Um, don't have the magic mic super all those moves so I wanted yeah. to kind of combine it because I like that that theater, you know, yeah. background and, and I appreciate the one two numbers you know if if there's a if there's a big lineup like you know eight performers on one night like I'm like okay I'll, I'll dial my my numbers down a little bit because like you you only want to see so much of me i mean there's other people to see <laughs> it's it it kind of looks the same under whatever i you know put on or take off so you, you've seen it the first right. two okay you're tired you might be tired of it by the third the third number um but no i like that the longer it sounds like you'd be great with the hosting shows like that sounds like something you would that's i think that's what makes 
a great a, mm. a great bar event is when you have a great host who you know can carry it all together pull it all together and not just you know come out and do the numbers and then go back like no and that's something where it's like as you, you pointed that out i'm the first who's like everyone's like can you host a show i'm thinking go go look online like literally i've done what is it I'm on interview. This is be my 65th, 66th, somewhere around there. It's like, it's like, it's like I have a resume. Like I, I can, I know what I'm doing. Like I can work around a bar. And it's like, especially as you said, going back to my start, it's like when I kicked off the night, I was the person who's like, I know because. If you've ever been to an open mic night, almost everybody does acoustic set after acoustic set after acoustic set. So I'm like, let me just like be this giant ball of like electronic energy right at the beginning of the show. So it's like, because no offense to acoustic, I love some of it, but it's like, you're going to fall asleep. <laughs> like, and I used to be that person where. The barge in Orlando owners were cool with me except for like one night. So one night I had ended one of my sets by screaming motherfucker into the microphone. <laughs> and then I got told by the owners the following week not to do that. I'm like, I'm not gonna do that this week. That's not my set. Because oh. they said there's old people in the audience. I'm thinking I'm like I'm sorry, I'm at a bar. I'm not allowed to swear at a fucking bar, like. <laughs> what whatever yeah I, I won't i won't swear this week to offend the old people <laughs> so, sounds like they were past their bedtimes <laughs> that's my thing it's like well this was i know in entertainment everyone thinks that like this is an late this is an early schedule but like i used to do at one point i was doing two shows in one night like two different venues or two like yes yes okay so i literally was leaving my house at like seven at night and not getting home till like 12 30 in the morning and some people were like that's early i'm like do you understand what it's like to leave your house at seven at night and not get back till 12 30 in the morning like that's it's like it's a no it's, it's it's not a late night but it's a long night like for sure to be and to be on for that amount of time, it's you know it. it listen, I, I I feel that because recently had a, a newer so the a venue around here that they just start, they were starting to want to you know bring in entertainers and enter, entertainment and entertainers, and like so we're thinking like it, it was a, a Saturday night, like well, I'm thinking let's have you here like at eight thirty. I'm like, girl, eight thirty is who, how many people are going to be in your bar? I'm like, I'll see you at ten, because. Um, <laughs> Like eight thirty, like you don't want me, like you do not want me there, like hanging out and, and there, all that for that amount of time. Like let's let's bump it back a little bit because uh, yeah, I've done those one those longer ones and that's it's all night. It's hard. It, it's hard to go until one or two or whatever and, and keep the momentum. I, mean, I can do it if anybody's listening. I can do that. I'll do it, but it's gonna be a long night for you and for me. I talk too much. You don't want me that long, especially with not like a break in between because I had yeah. I had like maybe a 15. 
I'd like 15 minutes to like leave one bar and get to the other bar, but it's like, but it's like, yeah, it's like, I'm like, I, I did that for five months and I'm like, eventually Ooh. I'm just, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, love y'all at the straight bar. I'm going to drop you. Cause like, I just, I can't be doing it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it, there's like, I, and I, you know, even doing two or three shows in a weekend, it, that's it. I mean, maybe for them younger boys, man, I, I get, I get, I get tired on Sunday. Yeah. I need I fed was... and I need sleep. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> like, what was it? This is one of the craziest nights. So what had happened was at the straight bar, I had just done bitch better have my money by Rihanna. That was like my closing yes. song. And like, I went to go lean up on like one of the dance moves and I felt myself like pull a muscle on my back and I still had to go to do the other show. And I'm like, that's where I went. I'm like, I'm like, I'm scrapping what I was doing. I'm going to do all ballads. And like, they had this, like, I used to perform at this. It's not open anymore in Orlando. There's like this gay resort that I used to perform at and like, in their like courtyard they had like a they had like a picnic table so like in between numbers i would go do one number come back outside go lie down on the picnic table until the next number because i'm like and that's how i got through the night <laughs> I, I i it's i love that i love that, that, that I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of a nap you know recharge yeah yeah red bull can only do so much they can only hold out for so long yeah. And it's like my thing was I'm like I'm doing I'm doing a locals night anyway because I used to perform on Thursday nights so it's like so it's like theoretically the locals all know who I am they know I can dance I just can't do it tonight. Yeah, and I'm sure they loved it. Yeah. Now let me ask you a question. Um, yeah. so let me let me be the interviewer for a second. So like when what is your I'm just curious what is your go to. Your, or your go-to artists whenever you're like you're picking you know songs or music like you have like what's your style what's your who you who, who's your fan who are your loves if i would okay it would depend like if i was doing like at a gay bar like my like automatic depending on what mood i'm in my go-to songs are either something by Lady Gaga, because like Lady Gaga is my favorite artist of all time. Uh, Blow by Kesha. That's another one of my um, go to. Go to's. And then, like, I would say either Team by Iggy Azalea or Anaconda by Nicki Minaj. So it's like. Nice. It's a good, that's a nice range. Yeah. Now, do you like to, do you pick, so when you're picking your, 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 like your music for the night, do, like, or the event. I know sometimes I try to lean into if, if there's a theme, because you know the, the SKs we love a good theme. You you give us a theme, we will turn out, we will dress, we will do it, we will we will go for it. So sometimes I'll try to lean into music that maybe feels like the theme. But like, what do you pick your music for you, like what you love, or is or for the like the audience, like or because you know I don't know does that make sense? Like, what do you? I was curious. Right. I I get what you're saying. I would say in truth, it depends on how much time I've had to rehearse. If like if I haven't had a ton of time to rehearse that week, I'm just gonna pick out a song where like I know what like 
off the top of my head that's that would be your blow that'd be team that'd be um poker face it'd be like love game i'm gonna pull out a song where it's like i already know that i know this in terms of like in terms like would i pick out a song that people love i've if I could, if I'm like at an at a place where I could like change everything, because like I've done karaoke nights before, like those are great. Because mm-hmm. it's like then you have like a plethora of songs you can just like pick a song and like sing it for somebody. But if I'm already at a place and it's like a gig where I've already, if where it's like I'm using a flash drive or like an iPod to like play stuff, I mm-hmm. kind of tell people even if they do request, I'm like I'm like listen, I'd love to make your request happen. It's just I've already had to pre-decide everything. Yeah. So it does depend on the gig. I would say what I'm looking forward to is like, as I'm going into Detroit, it'd be a chance to like, this is why I honestly say like long form is better for me. Cause like, I'd love the idea of like doing three and four songs. So that way I can do like maybe, if I did four, it'd be like two originals, two covers. So it's like, you don't like feel that. anybody left out, but at the same time, you get to like... Introduce them to something new. Yes. No, I think that's... I like that a lot. It's a great answer. Yeah. And I, I, I like that I like that you're venturing into... The, I, was, I watched some of the, your original stuff, and it's really cool. Yeah. And Thank the you. the whole energy behind it. Yeah. And it's like... <laughs> Somebody I've interviewed on here, they're like, I want to see more of your, like, singing videos. It's like, especially as you said with your busy schedule, I'm like, I'm thinking, listen, sometimes my skin needs a chance to, like, be a man. Like, (laughs) I I love getting a drag, but it's like, because it's like, I will admit, this week I overbooked myself. Like. So I'm doing this interview with you today. I'm doing an interview with somebody on Thursday and then I'm doing an interview with somebody on Friday. And then the person you suggested to me, I'm interviewing them on Monday. So it's like, Oh, awesome. I, I get, you're, yeah, it's like, I get, I gave myself, day. I gave myself no break. I'm like, I'm like, why the fuck do I do this to myself? <laughs> you're going to absolutely love him. Uh, we actually, yeah. it's, it, he recently joined our, the, my day job company with us, with my family. Um, and, and he's been such an amazing fit. Um, yeah. but yeah, he's, that's, I'm so glad he was able to, to say yes. It's, uh, yeah. we actually, we work together a lot. I'm not going to say who, cause you're probably keeping, no. that, keeping your, yeah. yes. Yeah. But I'm keeping, I'm keeping everything a secret. Cause like, I'm not saying this for your friend. I am saying this for, um, other people. I mean, obviously, it sucks, but I've had people not show up before, so it's like... Well, yeah. And it's like, that's... That's the thing where people say, like, where I told you that that amount of, like, interviews I've done, I've only been interviewing people for a year, and that number would have been higher if it wasn't the amount of people I had who didn't show up. <laughs> right. I, I didn't want to do that to you. I just, that's yeah, why yeah, I, yeah. No. As soon as I knew that I was going to be running later today, which, sorry, everybody, for not being on time. The day kind of ran over. So thank you for being accommodating. Of course. Like, 
we're out here hustling. We gotta, we have this, this day part and this night job and the weekend job and the, the gig next time. And yeah, it's, you know, it's, you're trying to make it all happen together. But it's like, and the thing that kills me and it's like, I see people like, so I have obviously fans of mine who are singer. It's like, they're like, how do you keep your voice all the time? How do you keep everything in check? And I literally tell them, I'm like, I'm like, everyone waits till they're sick to start drinking green tea. Mm. I drink green tea all the time. And like, yeah. I don't know if that actually does anything. I'm not a doctor, but it's like, I hardly lose my voice at all. Like, and Lord knows, especially when I'm doing like my Twitch streams and stuff. I am doing like in between songs. I do like riffing and like yelling and stuff. So it's like, I know I put my voice through hell. So it's like, I'm doing something right. I don't know what it is. I feel like it's the green tea. I don't know. I don't well, know. That's definitely, definitely a plus. I mean, the staying hydrated, all that stuff. I'll tell you this. I did speech and debate all through um, school, through high school. Um, and hours, hours of like rehearsing the same. They were, you know, we did their 30 minute speeches. You had to learn a 30 minute script and then go and perform it and make sure you're in that amount of time. But hours of that every day leading up to the weekend times and then do it at five or six times in one day. I think only twice in three years did I ever actually, actually like totally lose my voice. Sepracol, I think that's how you say it. The Sepracol lozenges were like my secret, like, you know, yeah. SOS trick to get enough of a voice to 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 perform but oh yeah. but yeah that staying hydrated was always kind of the key green tea i don't remember that i'm gonna I, I should mix that in and be a little healthier yeah I, I working in a restaurant i do a lot of soda and that's probably um or you know from, from ohio so i should say it the right way for all the ohioans out there pop i do a lot of pop um yeah <laughs> so do more green tea i get it it's like that's my other thing. So it's like, obviously I do like, I try and do plenty of water, but I can't, I can't break soda. Cause some people are like, but why? I'm like, listen, cause this is the thing with my job and everything, like, and me having to commute. So like, I pretty much only sleep during the weekends. Cause like I am up at 4am. So it's like, so it's like usually by like noon, if I don't have another, like, soda i'm ready to crash like mm, yeah that's why it's like that's like you should stop that i'm like i'm like listen it's like granted i don't i don't do like i don't do like brain i'm not do don't do like rocket science but i need to be somewhat awake to do my job like oh yeah well yeah. and you know i don't do a lot of coffee and i'll probably lose my gay card for this one i don't do iced coffee uh i mean it's, it's I, I will but I, I probably do lean more towards tea, uh, yeah. and then yes, and soda. I'm trying. I'm trying to do. Uh, the, my friend that you we were talking about that you were interviewing, he's yeah. the big, bigger guy as you as you know, um, yes. and so he, we're we're working out together now. And I'm trying to stick to his, his uh, the 3,400 calories a day and all the you know, and not as much soda and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, like this is going to be tough. That's like a whole job in itself. Trying to eat like that and then not have like all the but that's probably my, my biggest vice is probably pop and salt and vinegar chips. Um, so I do have some stashed away in the pantry right now. Like I can't break those two. Yeah. It's like you have to, cause like my thing is I get that. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to cut back and it's like, 
at some point somebody was like was it because as i said i like exercise in the morning somebody was like telling me because they were trying to figure out i'm losing weight they're like like why don't you exercise during lunch i'm like i'm like listen i already i'm like i like as i said i exercise in the morning i can't exercise in the middle of the day too like that's just i'd be garbage i'd be garbage if i tried to do that i wouldn't make it that's too much and it's like that's my only time to like i don't even eat like a full meal i do like breakfast and like excluding days where i interview because a lot of times i had time today but usually i don't it's like i do dinner so it's like at lunch i have to have like a snack or something because it's like as i said getting up at like 4 a.m and like not eating dinner till like around six like you have to like mm-hmm. you have to have something in between them like oh yeah and I think you should, you know, like, the, the, what was it the Parks and Recreation TV series where they did that, that treat yourself, treat yourself. Like, I, uh, you know, I, I've talked to a lot. I've worked to, like, my mom has a trainer that, you know, that I go to advice. I go to my one friend, a lot of different people. Yeah. And, you know, and I think most of them will tell you, you know, you got to have the, the cheat, the cheat things. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. And um, it's, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm not a big sweets person, but, you know, chips and snacks. Otherwise, I wouldn't make it through the day. And, you know. No, totally. I'm, yeah. Somewhere. Oh, okay. Here we go. How have you reacted when people have inappropriately touched you while performing? I'm a pretty good sport. Um, I, I will say I've been. So it's interesting. I've talked about this with other entertainers. Um, yeah, I've noticed it's, I, I haven't had a lot. I haven't had to deal with that a lot. I've actually been really, really fortunate to not have that happen. Uh, maybe only a handful of times. Um, one which one which was super, super inappropriate. So, and I'm not even going to go into details about it. But I, you know, usually for at least the events that I'm at, there's there's a kind of a um, I don't know, so handler is the right word, but kind of like your your person, your booker, whoever. Uh, there's right. someone that that you can like. Uh, that was just someone I can go to. And like I think one time I had to go and say, hey, you know, there's this this one individual. I, I think I don't know if they they've kind of you know gotten a little extra comfortable tonight. You know, if maybe you could talk to them. Like I, I, so I never want someone to feel like I would never put a like. I don't want to ever embarrass somebody because you know they yeah. you know what one person thinks is okay might be it just depends. Um, so I, it, it always kind of quietly and, and professionally. Um, I have noticed that, you know, a lot since like the me too movement and those things, um, that it, especially with like the younger, you know, it's a weird divide. So you have, um, you know, uh, audiences that are, that, that, that when they skew on that, that older range, uh, they're way more, they, they've been to shows, they've been to direct shows. They, they, they kind of know like how it works, what to do, where, you know, how to tip, right? Um, and what and what the expectations are. The younger ones, it's interesting. Um, one of the uh, more adorable things I've seen happen is this one boy. You know, just he like walks. He you know he gets up, he walks over, and he like laid the money on the floor. And and I'm like, no, 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 come back, come back. And, I, and then he kind of like did a little curtsy and um, ran back. And I, you know, it was 
they're they're the younger age they're way more careful about like or nervous even about like touching inappropriately like where to put it like just stick it in the waistband um right. or whatever you know they're, they're looking you know which i appreciate you know it's um you know and i, I try to always you know like i'll, I'll kind of lean and whisper like hey no come on like uh, to, just go for it you got in the guide their hand or whatever yeah. uh, you want it to right. be fun because you want it to be fun i want them to learn how to you know interact with an entertainer because i think right. that's an important part of the experience for a good show um but yeah, no, I, I haven't, I haven't had to run into that, and I'm grateful, you know, to all the people that have come out to shows that I've been in, and for being so great, um, and so respectful. And I think, you know, rarely do have I run into that situation. Right. I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah. Before I answer this question, I'm just going to state this for all the people out there who are still unfamiliar of what to do to a go-go. I'm going to say this. Grabbing somebody's dick, no. Sticking your fingers <laughs> in somebody's ass, no. It ain't cute. Nobody likes it. Unless unless you were dealing... Well, okay, I will say this. Unless you're dealing with a trapper, if you're dealing with an actual <laughs> go-go, that kind of behavior is not like, accepted. I know I know this because I've interviewed a trapper before, and he told me that. But it's like, in terms of me, it's only happened once. So it's like, I was sitting at a bar, and this is the thing: I was working a place without a backstage. It was like, when I wasn't performing, I was just sitting among the audience, like watching other people perform. I had some drunk motherfucker literally say, "I want to see you without your wig," and ripped it off my hat. Oh, yeah. No. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I had to do that calm thing because it's like, I'm like, baby, you're lucky you've gotten me in a good mood. Because if not, this shoe would be, I would be untying this platform shoe and it'd be going right upside your head. I'm not a violent person, but it's like, at that point, you've already like touched me. Like, I was sitting here minding my own business and Not only is it, not only is it like annoying, but it's also it's like now I'm literally having to sit in the window, look at exactly where my part is, so that way I'm in because the wig was like center parted, like most of my wigs are. It's like so now I have to figure out exactly where the part is, make sure it's on the right part of my nose, so I don't look fucking crazy when I go up and do this next number. Because chances are it's gonna be recorded by somebody. Well, you know, I think the thing that the there's a there's a couple key rules. I mean, kind of, and a lot of times bars speak. And, and you know, now here's here's what I will say. Uh, like when I mentioned that, uh, you know, Miss Whitney Nami from Detroit. Yeah. One thing that with her that that I because sometimes I'm backstage, and I don't always hear the opening. Like you're 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 you, you walk around at the beginning, then you go back and you're like trying to hurry up and get ready because wherever you're at in the lineup, you know, it's, you catch pieces and parts of the of the show, the other entertainers. Um, but something that like her and a lot of other ones do too, is they will usually kind of prep the audience. Like when they do their, the opening, like, Hey, welcome to yada, yada. Like the, the one that they do at Pronto, it's lost city is a lot of times what they bring the boys up for. And it just kind of runs through the rules. Like you can, you know, make sure you tip your, tip your bartenders, tip your entertainers, 
blah, blah. And then it's, you know, no, this, no, that, no, whatever, you know, if there's things that, that are important to mention. And because a lot right. of times bars have rules, like even for us as entertainers, like we can't, there's only so, so far we can take it, you know, adult range, you know, performer range, um, you know, before it puts it, you, you can't, you can't have everything off. You can't be like, you know, totally uncovered because that puts the, the bar's liquor license in danger and, you know, the, and their things and, you know, puts them on a, you know, a list for getting watched. And I don't know if you'd saw there's, I think it was out in, was it Washington? I don't want to miss it. Was it Seattle or Washington or somewhere that uh, recently had some controversy with some bars, some LGBTQ bars and other bars rated, you know, where they were looking, you know, to hone in on, I guess what they called controversial behavior or attire. Um, because of them being liquor establishments, you know, and every city, right. every state has their own rules. So a good entertainer knows what those are and will follow those. And right. in the same way, I think that the patrons, you know, need to make sure that they're kind of aware, uh, you know, not only for the, out of the respect for the entertainers, um, you know, and their level of comfortability, but you know, that that's their watering hole, you know, don't, don't put your bar in jeopardy or, or yourself for right. possibly getting banned. Um, Cause we can have a lot of fun. We can have a lot of fun. Yeah. We can make it hot. Um, but you know, let's not take it too far to where we're crossing the line. You know, like I said, I've not had, a, had it really happened too many times, um, but maybe once or twice. So I appreciate okay. that. Yes. My thing is, this is the one thing that I will say, and I understand, like I've been told that some bars have like a look that they're trying to go for. And that's why this shouldn't happen. It's like, I would say for anyone's trying to go into the, um, go, go industry, at least from what I know, this. If you have the option to wear a thong every time you perform, that's your like theoretically safest bet. Because that I know I know it's problematic to say this, but it's like as much as jock straps look good, I feel like jock straps like just leaving the hole like open when you're dancing is some people's open invitation. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that it's likely to happen if you are wearing one. Well, and by law for us around here, it's um no, no hole, no pole. And I speak this guy with the, the little joke, I mean, not the joke, but I mean, that's the rule. Like you can't get you know, front and back needs to be covered. And a drop strap's cute. Uh, you know, yeah. I, who doesn't love a good, you know, a, a good little drop strap, but even, even that, like the boys that I worked with, um, there was always that the, the thong or something that layer underneath, um, right. you know, and a, and, a, and a cute matching color so that, you know, one, you just, it's, I, I mean, for me, as far as my comfort level, like it's a matter of, you know, kind of, I was an athlete, you know, I want to kind of have things in place too. I mean, I want to look good, you know, yeah. and make it hot, but you know, I want things to be contained, you know, appropriately, you know, just we're, that's not the kind of show we're doing this show, not that show. <laughs> so. Right. And, you know, leave and leave it a little more to the imagination is, you know, I think that's, I think a lot of people enjoy that more. Not like, Hey, it's all out there. No, I heard that's like, cause I've interviewed people on LA and I hear like, that's just a thing. And like less restriction out there, maybe a little, less I don't want to say more progressive. I'll say less restriction. So, but they still do have like cabaret laws and all that, but I'm still, I'm like, this is, as I said, like, My whole thing is like, this is what somebody told me from LA. They're like, but the bar has a theme. And I'm like, 
Well, the theme should be like I get the like you want to have your dancers and jock straps. I get that. Like my thing is the jock thong combo is honestly probably the because it's not like you can't there's not like a, you could do it like theoretically let's just say you want your bar to all be black you could have people in jock straps like the jock thong combo you're still gonna have their ass out it's just it's like you just get a little triangle a little a you know, little triangle of yeah i mean it's yeah doesn't take anything away exactly i i don't think so have you ever had a tip stolen from your body Probably, maybe. Um, I, now I will say I've, I've, as you learn, I, don't know, I feel like I learned something from every show I do. I've had um, uh, wardrobe or outfits uh, that that have not always lent lent their hand to a good place to secure them. So I've learned from that, you know. And but and I don't know. Now I recently saw some so a local entertainer here. Had recently posted that uh, they had the picture. Somebody was able to get a picture of the, the this couple that had like literally went on stage and taken tips from several like one of the entertainers, like a bunch of tips. I don't know, it was out of the jar, out of a bucket, or uh, off the floor. Uh, wasn't, but but they took a bunch of the money. You, I'm usually the, that one that's like stuff. You know, I lose things along the way, and somebody usually picks it up and, and gives it back to you, which is really really kind of them. Yes. Um, but I have learned that, you know, you know, there's, I'm a, I love Amazon for a lot of things, uh, but they have, you know, these cool little, um, it almost looks like, um, like a stock, like a garter belt kind of thing, but they have like, it's like a little buckle, like a little, um, little, little buckle connector, connector, elastic, and that kind of, that's turned out to be a good, uh, accessory to, you know, keep everything secure. So I don't lose stuff. Yeah. And just like with, you know, we're going to have to put your fingers, don't stick your dollars, your tip dollars and your go-go boys spots. They don't like that. <laughs> the, the, the waistbands are, are good. You know, you start yeah. going in the back door with it and that's like a little uncomfortable <laughs> and awkward. Right. Right. And it's not, I'm not leaving it there. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's so I'd prefer not there. Uh, please. Exactly. It's like, well, okay, the answer for me, this this one is easy. Like, has anyone ever stolen one of my tips? First of all, here's my easy response to somebody. As I've pointed out before, I'm singing live. So. Sorry, I just heard something go off. That's why I just stopped for a second. Mm, nope, you're good. Anyway, let's just see if it makes noise again. It's like, so it's like, um, I'm singing live. So it's like, if I see you trying to take my tip, I'm literally going to go to the DJ, stop the music. What the fuck do you think you're doing? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like, I'm in, everyone's like, that would ruin the song. I don't care. Don't steal my fucking money. Like it's mine. <laughs> And don't steal our wardrobe pieces either. I had I, you had someone try to take my undies before. <laughs> those those are expensive. Our, the the outfits and stuff we put together, like, don't take our stuff. Don't take our stuff. Don't take our money. 
Wait, take take your underwear. How? Like so, like I, I'm a big fan. Like I layer a lot of a lot of things. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like uh, you know, the, between the pants, whatever. I'll usually do some kind of you know, brief or something over top before I go down to like whatever my, you know, exciting last. Because I was like the I, like I said, you know, I'm a big fan of. I grew up with Britney Spears and and you know Nick Christina and and all those like and so my inspiration for like when I'm doing like putting together wardrobe and and like whatever kind of choreography or things I want to do. I like that wow factor. Like I, I always loved like her stage performance where she did the, you know, pulled off the black suit into the sequined outfit, yes. you know, stuff like that. Like yes. I, you know, the hat comes off, like whatever, like I love a great reveal. Like that's my, you know, like, so I, whatever is over top, like I like to go down to something that's like, wow, yes, I want to, you know, I want, you know, I want to surprise, you know, I want it to be fun. So yeah, you know, sometimes there's like a little layer over the last layer. And I've had someone try to take those before. So, you know, that I recently saw that, you know, or, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't happen very often, but sometimes things go missing in dressing rooms too. Um, yeah. Hopefully that's by accident and not on purpose, but, you know, those things do happen. So shame on that. Yeah. So... Have you ever hooked up with someone who's tipped you? What? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, maybe. <laughs> no, I, 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 I have, I, I, I have a, I like to make new friends and love interests. Um. <gasps> That there, have I had you know? It, 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 I'm, so I'm actually very single right now. I you know yeah. I've been single for for a few years, just you know, dates on and off. Um, right. I did. I had that that five year straight relationship that I was engaged, um, and after that I had you know my first big you know when I came out, and I was with that person for almost five years. Well, apparently that's my wow. golden number. If we if we date for that for any amount of time, just know that when we break up, I will probably you know, like we'll have had a dog and whatever else. And I'll leave you with all that to figure out what to do. And I'll keep moving um, yeah. on with my next, onto my next pet. But at least I'll leave you with a puppy to keep you company whenever we're done. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, so I'm sure that somebody that I, you know, love interest somebody I've been seeing is probably, you know, tipped me if they've been at one of my things. I, I just get a little nervous. Like, I usually don't tell somebody that I'm dating or something like when my, when I'm doing a show, cause I'm like, I don't want them to show up. Cause like that makes me more nervous. I'm like, Oh, right. Like, I'm watching it. It takes me a, a extra, it takes me about to my second number, probably halfway through to be like, ah, screw it. They're here. Just like everybody else. Yeah. I danced around that answer though. That was, I, I yeah. tried to avoid that one. <laughs> well, I mean, as I said, it's okay. Like as you haven't, I've only done it. I've only done it twice. One of the times was like six or seven times was theoretically with the same person, so it only counts as once. Okay. <laughs> has to be new. Has to be a new one for it to count as a separate. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's called gay math. Um, <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like so. As I said, the place I performed at in Orlando, it was like this giant resort, and they used to have like a beach out back. And this, I will say this resort, I loved this place. It was the place where I called, like, quote, unquote, had no rules. So it was like, 
one of those places where you like see people making out and like all of a sudden somebody would like pull their like partner's pants down in the middle of the corridor is like one of those kinds of places okay <laughs> so like I've re- I recently I, I was today years old when i learned about yeah. dark rooms and those things so i'm i'm still learning but, yeah no <laughs> so i had a guy with a cross surfer fetish obviously who like He's like six or seven times asked me, he's like, do you want to get your dick sucked? I'm like, thinking, yeah, like if you're offering. So like snuck him out to the beach and like let him do his thing. So I did that. And then like the only other time, so like, again, at the same place, they had like a regular parking lot and then they had like this giant field like behind it where they had extra parking spaces because like during the weekend they would get they would like fill people up because they used to get people like alaska and all that and like fill the parking lot anyways like a guy hit me up on grinder another guy i was just like it was just my normal male like profile because i don't have a profile in dragon and once he found out that i was doing drag that night he's even more interested so he came into that field and I went out there and he like fucked me till he got nervous. And I'm like, I'm like, this is at 11. This is like at 1130. I'm like, we're in the middle of nowhere. It's not like, and it's like, so what a car pulled up next to you. It's like, they know what we're doing. They're probably here to do the same thing. Like, <laughs> but I said, whatever. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not one of those people. Like, cause the thing was when I tell people I'm drag queen, like I'm a tall fucking bitch. Like, how tall are you? I, I'm six three. Okay. Yeah. So like in heels, I'm even taller than that. I'm like, oh yeah. So when people are like, most of the times when people want to hook up with drag queens, they want to hook up with the short people. So like, when I hook up with people, usually black guys. The other reason I want to move to Detroit. Um, it's like, it's like. No. Girl, I will tell you, you, you head is like, it, it is a total melting pot over there of like all, all the different things. So whatever, yeah. whatever you're, whatever you're into, you got some cute boys over there, <laughs> cute girls, cute yeah. everything. So yes, like I would say this. Actually, we're getting into like what your dating life been like. So I'll just answer this briefly. It's like, so I have a friends with benefits here, who wants to like is like wishy-washy about if he wants to commit or not because he said he said he's like i know you want to move to detroit i'm like but we have you have feelings now you have feelings while i'm here it's like it's one of two things is going to happen either we're going to like go our separate ways and you're going to be upset because i already know you're going to be upset or we're going to date long distance and like we're going to somehow find a way to like make it work but it's like you got to make a decision before, as you just pointed out, before you send me into like the lion's den. Because it's like if you don't make a decision before I move, leave, somebody else is going to. Like, <laughs> right? Right. It's like because his thing is he wants to stay around here, he wants to move to Orlando. And I'm thinking, I'm like, you're going to like that for about a year. As this, as I said before, I lived there for four years. There's a reason I haven't, or almost four years. There's a reason I haven't tried to move back. Cause like, 
their gay bars are like dwindling down like one by one and it's like you're gonna have nothing to do when you get there because like you can go to disney you can go to universal you can go to sea world you can only do those things so much over and over again before you're gonna get bored And everyone's like, but you're going to Detroit. I'm like, listen, if I get too bored with Detroit, I could theoretically go to Canada. Like, Oh, yeah, it's like right there. I've accidentally done exactly. that before. <laughs> you yeah, take the wrong the turn like, the wrong tunnel. Yeah, it's like, it's like all I do, I got to do is get myself a passport. You drive like 10 minutes, you're in Canada. Yeah, it's right there. But I would say that's me now. In terms of the past... The longest relationship I've had. So you said five years. Actually, yeah, we're around there. You went five years. You went five years with a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had, we had, uh, it was rare that. <laughs> he was great. We actually we came out together, um, and you know, over the course of the time, did like we had gotten a house, a dog, um, or it was kind of all the the things. Um, yeah. But, you know, 23 to 27, you change a lot. I mean, you know, the, there's, mm-hmm. I, I mean, aside from like the, the party nightlife personality, like I, you know, do my, my parents raise us to, you know, be curious and in, try to stay educated and read and whatever. So, you know, I've always been like really intrigued with this, you know, psychology side of things. Um, you know, and I read a lot, like there's, people are still developing, brains are still developing you know, well past your twenties, even into like that, the thirties before you really fully kind of developed, hopefully. Um, and the person you are at 23 and the person you are at 27, that's, you know, they changed And we were great. He was great. We just, you know, we, that towards that end, we just weren't great together anymore. Um, then, you know, we're moving in towards different things and, um, he wanted to, he was, you know, had this kind of, his, his family, his parents were older. He was the youngest. Um, he was looking to, you know, kind of go a different direction, you know, and, a different, and not, you know, be right here in Ohio, you know, all the time. And, and my family's here. My I got two nephews, um, you know, and I wasn't really in a spot to want to leave, you know, like right. that for, you know, a significant amount of time than like, you know, short trips or, you know, vacations. Right. So, so I would say the longest relationship I've been in was a year. And like that ended kind of like suddenly. So like what happened was we had moved in together. They moved into my apartment. And then like one day when I went to work, they moved all their stuff out while I was at work. And they left me a note with a key in the door basically like breaking down the whole relationship and then like towards the end this person said I'm transitioning Hmm. and she's like I know you won't accept me for the way that I am which she wasn't wrong about because like this was as I said this was 2018 I feel like as a community like yes we had all seen trans people but we didn't know as much about trans people then as we do now Right. So, like, I was very the person who's like, 
It wasn't like, uh, oh, it's okay, babe. I'll support you. I am. I'm like, no, if you're transitioning, we're breaking up. Like, that's how I was. So, like, as I always tell people, take time after you break up with somebody. I didn't. That's why I'm pointing this out. So, I dated somebody for a month after that. So, it's like, now I lean more towards the monogamous side. I believe I love I did poly things before I did poly things in this one month relationship and like his rules were okay we're gonna do stuff we do stuff together I'm like okay fine so I moved him in because he was like he I moved him into my apartment because he was too far away I will I'm not doing that either with the next relationship they're gonna have to have their own fucking place <laughs> No, I think that's it's good. Like, they do. Yeah, yeah. You start, but, you start com- super combining things really quick, really quickly. Um, yeah. That was the 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 lo- that long term thing. Now it made sense that we yeah. at that amount of time we were together, we gotten there. But it's hard. It's hard to, you know, you, you hold. It's it's hard to let go. It's hard to be rational. Right. <laughs> the breakup was not so as, as great as the relationship was. The breakup was awful. You know, in a lot of right. points. Um, you know, and. and yeah so okay so his thing was okay so as i said we he said we do stuff together i'm like right so i went to work one day and while i was at work he got sucked off by two guys while i was in my apartment and i'm like oh so this is the game we're gonna play this is like why you guys this is after making those rules agreeing to those rules yeah. yeah. So I'm so I'm like okay. Like the young vengeful person. I'm I'm not this way now. I would just break up with somebody. I'm like I'm like okay, so he went to work one day and I got fucked by somebody. So I'm like as I said when you're young you do vengeful things. When you're older you realize that like letting go of the relationship. So he broke up with me and as we broke up. So when I lived in Orlando, I lived in the hood. So it's like I lived in a predominantly black neighborhood and he screamed with my front door open. All you ever want is that N word dick. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm like, in part of my mind is like, I was sick, but the other, I was sick. So I didn't really care. But in the other part of my mind, I'm thinking, I'm like, a, not the good point that you're saying, but you kind of right. And it's, and it's like, the other thing was, I'm like, can somebody shoot this motherfucker for me? Like, I will literally, like, sit there and defend you. I'll be like, he got in the way of your bullet. Like, it's his fault. He should have moved out of the way. He ran into it. <laughs> but as they say, evil, well, you don't want to say that this is, like, an evil thing to happen to somebody, but it's like, as I say, if you believe in karma, karma's a bitch. Because, like, a month after he left me, he got HIV. Oh. So I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, dodge the bullet there. I think people should, you know, that's something, if you're, if you're gonna, if you're active in, in a lifestyle and a community, you gotta, you know, the, the, the right thing to do is to protect yourself and the, the people that you're gonna be with. You know, at least at the very least, do that if you're gonna 
you know, you know what I mean? It is. So it's a it t- it's a, t- it's a touchy subject for a lot of people. Right. Um, you know, and, and being responsible on that end is is so important. Now, as far as like the vengeful vengeful things, I just the worst thing that I've done is a breakup. So it was really bad. As I. <laughs> Um, in the process of like, it was in the the breakup process. This this particular one was, it was we drew it out like it was, uh, we're breaking up. I'm leaving and then back and then leaving and then back and you know this whole thing yeah. for like, like three months. And when at the very very end, um, I might have like came when I had to get my stuff and I took the dog and like all the really good underwear, and then my <laughs> favorite. <laughs> And then we had all these really great picture frames from our house. And, you know, I, so I'm, I'm not a Pottery Barn gay. I'm like restoration hardware, our house. I'm that, I'm that, I like that nice shit, you know, whatever. So I took all the really, I left all the, like, we, we fought over hobby, hobby, hobby lobby uh, frames. Cause I mean, come on, yeah. we know what they stand for. I don't, right. I mean, I will go to Joanne Fabrics first. Um, so I left those and took all the good our house frames, the good underwear, <laughs> the, wow. Uh, good toys and the puppy. <laughs> I only brought the puppy back because I, my friends, like that was really dumb. You should take the dog back <laughs> before right. you guys have a big issue today. Um, but I kept the underwear because they were cute. Yeah, and better on me anyway. Or so I told myself. Yeah, it's first of all, you talk about nice stuff. Here's the thing: I've never, I will say, I've never had like an adult apartment because, like, actually, it probably takes some of this stuff my apartment in orlando like half the shit was from goodwill like so like great finds a lot of my great outfits for my routines and my numbers and my shows are from there so yeah and it's like and it's like aren't you some people like aren't you gay none of your furniture matches i'm like listen (laughs) it is all cheap i'm not a gay with money like i am poor like that's the other thing that's the other thing i'm looking forward to living on my own again is like being poor again because some people are like how do you how do you lose weight how do you do all this i'm like first of all like move out on your own and like learn to like starve yourself you'll lose you'll lose weight trust me like <laughs> would you have to decide yeah decide um it's like electric bill or groceries i guess i should yeah. and it's winter in ohio i guess i should pay that electric bill first and then go from there <laughs> i don't know I, i'm one of those like i so after after that one break like i kind of I, I did a whole period of time like i like i had in that time we did a lot we were like the that couple that really didn't go out a ton i mean maybe like once once a month so it wasn't a whole lot of it was most of the stuff was at home if our friends have to come over to the house and the neighborhood yeah whatever um, and we did have, you know, things were furnished and whatever. But when I went, I'm like, I was kind of in that weird spot of like, I'm not going to make friends. I don't want to meet anybody. And I don't want to live in this apartment. This is just a for now thing. And I had like, um, I, I, I didn't even have a, a, like a TV stand. I used the ottoman from the couch that I had to put my TV on. And I remember the first time that like my new friends had come over. Um, and we'd been out and there was drinking, whatever. And I was kind of like, I had been good about not bringing people back. So I don't want to see and then when they walked in, they go, did you get robbed? Or, <laughs> or what happened? I'm like, oh, this is just, I, and I, I kid you not, like I went to Target, I think, 
and I got like like four plates, four bowls, four you know, and then four pieces of silver, like spoons, knives, forks, and that was yeah. it. Like I didn't, I didn't, wasn't planning on entertaining anybody. I mean, it wasn't planning. I mean, if, if I was having people over, we're doing pizza, eat with your hands, figure it out. Um, yeah. Paper towels, a plate. Um, like I just wasn't trying all that hard like that. Um, and then I got rid of a lot of stuff over several different moves. Now I'm getting to that point where I kind of want to, you know, I'm not going to break the bank with, you know, trying to overdo it. I also don't know that I want to like fall into a deep relationship again and then have all of my stuff be his stuff and our stuff right. because then if it, not that the, well, I, you let, so to, to divert or whatever the, the topic for a second, I, right. my friend, my one friend teases me about this. I was like, well, I meet somebody that I really, really like. I play this game in my head. Like I start imagining, I'm like, what would we fight about? And my, my friend Steve laughed his ass off. And he was like, that's a different way to think about it. I'm like, no, I'm like, I think it's a really super honest and healthy way to look at like somebody you're in, that you think you might be in love yeah. with. Like, what would we, what would we fight over? What would we fight about? And who's going to win? I mean, me, if they're, right. if he's smart, me, I, mean, I let me win most yeah. of the time. Listen, I, I have very simple rules. Um, like I love to do yard work. Uh, you will wheel the wheelbarrow and dump it in whatever, you know, rubbish bin we have in the backyard. Cause it's Ohio and we do that. You know, we, recycle that shit um and i'll carry the groceries in i'll put them in the fridge the trash that's you know that's your one thing i'll clean i can do bathrooms and toilets not a problem if we're doing tile work or painting i'll tell you where i want the colors um <laughs> the colors that i picked and that you agree to uh but i do i like to, i like to play that game where i'm like what would we fight about so that i can like you know prepare in my head um but then I convince myself just kind of the same way I put things in my Amazon cart and they sit there forever and then like never get bought. It's kind of something I do with a lot of these, my, my love interest, my Tinder grinder ones, whatever is right. I'm like, I start thinking like, if I have to think about things that we fight about, then it's probably not right. And it's probably me, not them. It's a, that needs to be figured out, worked on. I'm I'm the red flag. It's me. In the words of Taylor Swift. See, my, my thing is in terms of a relationship, I know the easiest way to like avoid fights. This is what I'm going to say. If you're not versed in your relationship, here's the simplest way. Bottom makes all the decisions. Top's the one who buys dinner all the time. There you go. Problem solved. Done. Done. And I don't, I don't mind things, you know, equaling, equaling out and whatever. <laughs> Well, that is e that is equal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> done. I like that. You know what? I'm just gonna stick with that. I'm gonna try my next one. So, anybody watching out there? Yeah, I just, I just, I just solved it. Like, <laughs> everyone's like. Now, hopefully, they can do the game math and figure out which position that meant I am. It, I'm like, not gonna, I'm not gonna say, but I mean. Based off your rules, there, you know, I guess it might be easy to get that answer. <laughs> or it's, or it's like if you're versed, it's like it's very simple. You do it half the time, you do it the other half of the time, and it, you have to do it even harder than that. If you don't actually carry money with you, do the coin flipping app on your phone. Listen, you don't always got to buy me an expensive dinner. I mean, it can it can be Taco Bell. That yeah, that's my thing. Where it's like. <laughs> 
That's why I saw I saw somebody like that I interviewed on here who lived in LA and he's like suggested to like this guy at one point he's like he's like take me out for sushi and I'm like so you want on a first date a man to take you out for sushi in LA? It's expensive. Yeah, LA is ex- well, I mean, LA is expensive in general. It's like, it's like this is my thing where it's like, no, I will. This is my thing where it's like a first date. It's like if that's your standards, I'll be like, I'll tell you what. Here's your Greyhound ticket. We're gonna go do. We're gonna go do sushi in Detroit, where I can actually afford to take you out for dinner. Like, <laughs> like get the fuck out of here. You you want to go to fucking Nobu for your first day? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> now, are you are you more of like a the dinner, like the 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 fancy dinner type of date person, or the evening experience? Uh, the the plan, like the whatever, like you you. Skimp on the now ever ever so often like like so I, I this one guy that I dated for on and off for a long time he was yeah. amazing at picking like a really cool place and sometimes I mean sometimes the menu items were you know in that three dollar sign whatever race sometimes they weren't but he was right. he was really great at making that decision taking me someplace I hadn't been whatever he liked that you know he liked that thing where there'd be maybe courses or things also he liked to pick out. Some people, some people don't appreciate like if, if your date like orders for you. I don't, I don't know. I, for me, like depending on the person, I think that unless the, depending on their personality and if it's meaning like they're way more controlling, but usually they're not had that experience. I don't mind that. I like that. I think that's cute. Um, it, it's sort of them saying like, Hey, I, I think I know you enough that I can pick out something you're going to like, or I think that I think you should try because you haven't been here before. Um, but I'm okay pet scrimping on the on the crazy over the top dinner if we're doing some kind of fun activity or going to something or maybe a show. Like Right. You know I think for like one of the um dates with um the person that's in a relationship for like a year, I'm pretty sure like on like the actual like date. I think we might have gone like for dinner. Uh, we actually went to I think like Oh no, I was thinking I was thinking the dinner was cheap. It wasn't. It, well, I mean, it was Olive Garden. I mean, like, Olive Garden can be expensive. It, like, yeah, it depends on what you're getting. Yeah. But it's like, I think, like, I handled dinner and, like, he handled the um event we were going to. So it's like, we went to, so in Orlando, there's this place where, like, it's called International Drive. It's essentially where, like, you can go, like, explore stuff. Oh, they yeah. Have, like, yeah, so it's like, they had like a bone museum that we went to. Like, I think he paid for that. We went to um. They have their like their own version of like Madame Tussauds. Like they're like all this stuff. So it's like if you're gonna have like one person pay for one thing and one person pay for the other thing, it's like that. I'm also fine with, but I'm also the person who's like. I'm also super cheap. It's like if if your idea for like one of our dates is you just like want to go to like a park and talk i'm fine with that too like i don't need like the exorbitant like right no i like that because i think if you know have you ever have you ever been done like the date where 
It's just, there are those guys out there that, you know, it's, there's expectations after the nice dinner. And, um, and I'm, I don't know, like, not that I'm one to quickly shut that down, but I'm very, I have to have a connection. It's gotta be something over here, you know, up here, whatever behind it. Not just like, oh, you took me to a really nice dinner. And so now, you know, you're owed something else. Like it's I've uh, well, a hired thing. thing. Is, it's like if it was like that's just me. I've I've done things where it's like I've had the like sex on the first date. That's usually that was the relationship that lasted a month. Like so clearly that was at least in my mind. That's like that didn't teach me the right thing. Where it's like with my ex who I was with for a year, I made them wait three months before we had sex. So it's like, I don't know. Maybe there is something to waiting. I don't know if necessarily three months is like the definite like amount, but it's like, there's something about like leaving an air of mystery. And as you said, yeah, not expecting something on like a first date. Like, I mean, if it happens, I'm okay with it. Like, I don't, you know, I don't have, I don't have strict rules on how that should happen, um, or if it should or shouldn't. It's that there's an expectation that it's going to is when I'm like, eh, better not. <laughs> And here, well, this is my thing. I it should be kind of like it happened if it happened. I don't know. It's it's also at some point it's literally like fighting your. With me, it'd be like fighting my urges because it's like. That's why. What was it? I had this conversation with somebody one time. It's like. Who's like talking about? They're like twenty five years old, and they're like, at twenty five, I like struggle to get hard. I'm thinking, I'm like, at this point, I was twenty eight. I'm like. I am 28. I have no problem. Like, even now, I'm almost 30. I have no problem getting my dick up if I need to get it up. Like, it's like, some people I think just have like low, low sex drives. I'm not one of those people. (laughs) That's why, like, the thing where you said about waiting, that would be like me struggling so hard, but I would do it to make sure that I stayed around. Sometimes I, like, I'm a worrier and a, and I, so I definitely, I'm a worrier and a people pleaser. I know that for myself, the, the, for as a fact about myself at, at this age. Um, yeah. So, like, I will worry so hard the whole time. Like, am I, am I saying, am I talking too much? Not enough. Am I asking enough questions to match what they're, you know, like, cause it, like, I start to worry about that halfway through. Um, were they expecting this to go there to go here or whatever? Um, so I over, I tend to overthink. Probably blow it half the time. That's probably my probably why I'm single still because I overthink yeah. it, think too hard on it because so, I want it to be right. It's a perfectionist in me. Okay, I will ask you this since I'm not trying to round your age up too much, but theoretically, you are approaching 40. 40, 40, <laughs> yeah. Crazy, it's crazy to say that out loud, it, you know. 20, if you asked the 23-year-old boy who was coming out 
like, yeah. like what he thought he'd be doing at 37 going on 40. I'd be like, the hell if I know. Not, you know, not any things I'm doing now. Well, yeah. And it's like, first of all, I will say this. I'm going to give you a compliment before I ask this question. It's like, if you haven't checked out this bitch's Instagram, that's what you want approaching 40 to look like. Like, like, <laughs> well, thank so you. Like, you're welcome. It's like, so since you're getting, has your sex drive like gone down at all? Cause like, is there more? That is, one thing, that, that is one thing I'm curious about. Cause I'm like, I was thinking, I'm like, I was thinking, I'm like, maybe at 30 it's going to slow down. I'm like, nope. You know, that, I'm sure that's a case by case. Yeah. <laughs> it's a case by case basis. Um, my my like true like open heart answer on that uh i, I think the the as you get older and you learn more about yourself and then like you were saying you know spending time by yourself you know before you jump right. into a relationship relationship because i i will tell you that those two big chunk relationships i had um d- uh, d- it were me trying to conform to to match somebody else's energy. They didn't form me, that's for sure. It, 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 now there's a lot of things that I held on to, good, good and bad, not bad, indifferent, whatever. You know, where I questioned my personality on a lot of different things after that. But uh, the being by yourself, yeah, um, you really figure out what you like and you learn more and you get more comfortable in your own skin and your own, you know, and just meeting different people. So now I think if anything, it's better, Uh, I'm more excited. It can can be better, be more exciting because you, you're more comfortable with who you are. Um, I know like, I know right now, right up front when I'm talking, talking with somebody like, or, you know, a dating app or whatever, like, uh, and, and it's not like a, to dismiss them or anything that, you know, it, I, I do think that when you're talking to people on dating apps, like it's really strange. Like, I don't know if you feel this way or if other you have friends that have felt this way, you hear messaging, especially like grinder and stuff. Like people are aggressive. If, if, the, if you don't answer them back, like no is an answer. No, no response is a response. And I hate to say that, you know, and right. I know I'm not saying that my inbox is, has, is, has any more messages or less than somebody else's. Um, but you know to sit there and heartfelt you know detail out to somebody because that's a trap with some of those um you know trying to answer them back because then it's just you're validating the the the, i don't know i don't know what to say that because there's no real good right answer and you'll make somebody mad either way but no i think the long the long that was a long way around um but yeah no thing of anything it's gotten more exciting i want to say right more exciting because i know who i am and you know what you know what kind of connections i'm looking for um and 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 i've learned instead of you know that instead of no matter what the outside looks like you know as exciting as that can be there's no sense in trying to you should never try to make yourself you know fit into what somebody else is into Right. Because, you know, you like what you see or, you know, or try to expect them to fit into what you're into because, you know, 
if it, it, it's stick to, you know, keep moving and, and I think you'll have a better experience and better exactly. connections. Exactly. And it's the thing is like, you know what you want. Like, that's something, I don't know. Some people maybe did take some people a little bit older. I got to, what was it? I think it was like 26, 27. Or yeah, 27, definitely. So it's like, my thing is, so you're being mysterious about what position you are i i will say this i am verse i primarily bottom but it's like i was the person who's like literally i finally like at 27 got the like strength to be like i know what i want and it's like messaging every man and it's like some people like this is forward and direct but this is how you have to be it's like i tell every man like it's like you 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 know what you want so it's like I do the thing of where it's like, I say, like, if you're not eating my ass before you fuck me, you're not fucking me. Like, that's literally just like how I am. It's like, and he's like, and guys are like, I don't want to do it. Well, I'm like, well, then I'm not for you. Bye. But, but again, some people are like, you can't be that headstrong. Yeah, you can. Mm. You should be like, you should. Yeah. Because you, because this is the point where you got to say like, you've only got one life to live. It's like if you're not enjoying something, don't stay. Like, don't, well, I was like, gonna say the same thing. I was gonna say life is short. Yeah, yeah. life is short, and you know, it, it, it's it, it's silly to to try to force those things. Um, you know, and I would say for you know what I typically tend to vibe with is. is a guy that's probably more on top of things. Uh, <laughs> I hear you. So, you know, in charge of making sure that, you know, things go whatever way. <laughs> right. That's not, a, that's not a strict rule, but, you know. No. It just like... tends to be a better vibe for them and for me. Yeah. Work. So, okay. So, would you ever consider doing OnlyFans? I mean, a lot of people out there have considered it, right? Um, yeah. Right now, it's not something that's um, on on my... So, I'm a, I'm a paper planner, like I, my little zipper, you know, day timer. It's not... Yeah. My calendar is pretty full with a, a lot of engagements and events. And uh, it's right now, there's no time for, for that. Um, uh, at least, at least that, you know, right now. Right. I mean, I say it's an interesting, you know, I, it, it's a bold, the, the people that have that, that confidence and that, you know, that, you know, can cross over into, you know, from that to other things that they do. Uh, I just don't think it fits into what I'm doing right now. And I actually kind of like applaud that. I will say for me, this is an easy answer. It's like, I've thought about it before. It's like now, as I said, that I'm planning on putting out an album. It's like, 
well, I definitely do. Now, of course not, because it's like, then you have to sit there and defend the, it's like, the thing of, it's like, I'm over here being a serious artist, but I just saw you do this on OnlyFans. It's like, no, but I'm a serious artist. And it's like, but I just, I. There are so many I people out there that are so good at it already, you know, and, yeah. uh, you know, I, I would laugh. I'd laugh. I'd be. I'd, I would probably like giggle and laugh, and you know, would wouldn't wouldn't know what the heck I was doing. So, yeah. you know, I'll leave that to the the pros out there who who do know do a better job at it than I would. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I'll just keep dancing my booty off over here on the other on the other side. You know, being that cheerleader for you know all the all the different people out there. Celebrating. Yeah, plus, it's, plus, it's like it's also a thing of like, as you said, there's so many people doing it. It's like, and they're good at it. And I have friends that yeah. you know have done you know variations and things of it, and uh, it's just, it's like the only times it's ever come up with is like the thing of money, and it's like if you're doing something for the money, You're not necessarily going to have your heart into it. This actually, before I get into some of my questions, this is literally, they just brought brought this up to me at work today. They're like, so it's in like a coaching session and they're like, they're like, what is your goals of coming to work? And I had to sit there for a second because I'm like, I'm like, okay, let me come up with a bullshit thing that would be acceptable to put them on paper. Because it's like, first of all, if anyone asks you that question, and they're not like an artist person, and then they're like an artist person, and they're not doing an artsy job. Here's the reason they come to work you're giving them fucking money. That's why they're showing up to work. Like, yeah. Like, it's literally that simple. But of course, right. you can't tell, you can't tell anybody that. It's like, it's like, y'all give me a paycheck. That's why I show up. Like, the minute y'all stop taking my money, you won't see me anymore. Like, <laughs> yep. Anyway, so what are your thoughts on how the LGBT community is being on how the LGBT community is being treated today? Hmm. It's a broad, it's a broad question. Um, and I think it, it it's a tough one to answer because I think it varies based on your level of involvement. In the community, like in what aspect you're involved, and where you're, and where you live, you know, right. I know that there's there's areas out there that have it a lot tougher. There's a lot right. a lot more being piled on, a lot of a lot more restrictions, and um, you know, I don't know. It's it's so, so I, I guess to to round out my viewpoints on that, like um, you know, being a you know, like in my teen year, like so, you know, the, if you think about the two thousands, I mean, right. what was the gay, the gay the gayest things we had? I mean, that was so post eighties, which I mean, there were some some things out there that were wild and um, and uh, artsy and uh, now we would say you know non binary artists and things out there. Um, yeah, you know, for us in the two thousands, you know, we had what the Backstreet Boys and and Saint and Britney Spears, and you know, there wasn't a whole lot of there wasn't a lot of gay culture on MTV and stuff that we saw. I mean, they weren't really right. The reality shows there wasn't anybody representing that. 
um, as far as like uh, a role model and influence. If you had a anybody to reference, it was you weren't you definitely weren't going to come across that. There was that maybe that one kid who in your school that one or two kids yeah. that were open, you know, in high school. It likely didn't go well for them. I mean, it didn't. It was tougher right. for them. Um, so if you were, you were over there in the shadows, just kind of like, God, let me get through this. Let me graduate and go figure out who I am. Um, so I don't know, I guess I definitely pray for the ones out there that are, that have it, that don't, that have it tough. Um, I do like to go outside my box and push boundaries and the things I do and the things that I'm a part of, like, you know, and and owning who I am, like, you know, this interview, like, you know, being open and candid about the things yeah. we're talking about, you know, exactly. being, you know, but also coming from that advertising background, um, you know, with my Instagram stuff and whatever, like it's, I, I, you know, I try to watch for the, you know, I try to watch, keep a line, you know, boundary of like not going too far because again, with the advertising and you're trying to appeal to everybody. So that's, you know, that makes it tough. I don't know. It's, yeah, I you know, I guess I, I I am happy for the people that that are out there representing us that are super openly celebrating. They're like you know Sam, so like Sam Smith, you know, like the stuff that he's doing out there. Yeah, and saying, I love that. Like that is, you know, the the people that are out there doing the stuff and and being the you know brave, you know, so that we have role models and influences. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I answered that well at all. Yeah. Well, sorry, I will. No, you're good. It's like you're saying that, like, first of all, as an advertiser point, you're saying like that mass appeal. This is the difference between somebody who's in advertising and an artist. Because, like, my thing is, I have some like music video concepts for this album. I'm gonna piss people off, and my view is. In some ways, I don't care. Like, because it's like, there is, okay, going to Sam Smith, I say there's two ways of doing things. One is to, like, just get attention, and the other is to have a purpose in getting attention. So it's like, I have a music video idea where it's like, at one point after it's like, I start out in, me- in a mental institution, like in like a black wig with like white, white makeup and like no like lipstick or blush or anything, just like white makeup. And then like all of a sudden I'm transformed into like a church and I have these two like backup dancers who are like dancing with me and then we're like making out on the altar of the church and like both of them at one point bend me over the kneeler and like simulate fucking me in the church. And then like, then they pour gasoline in the church and like set it on fire. But it's like, some of that is like shocking imagery, but it's like, my point is like, I want the church to burn. Why? Because like, at least my view, like some people say like, this is a church's job. So I feel like, you should be looking to protect people. You shouldn't be looking to try and like put them in harm. Cause it's like, I will say this to that youth ministry who put me in a mental institution that was putting me in harm's way for no reason. And it's like, you can't like 
sit there and say like you did the right decision when even the psychiatrist who released me eventually was like this person is well adjusted they don't belong here so it's like you're clearly at least in my view you were abusing resources meant to help people and essentially yes putting me in harm's way so it's like because they, maybe like, because they, they, they were uncomfortable with you know instead of passing yeah. Yeah. yeah it's hard to know what they were thinking but, but yeah, yeah it's, no it's like do i want to do i want to see a church burn fucking right i do it's like and i will say that's like as i said that's imagery with like a purpose sam sam smith's whole thing of i'm just gonna send out here like i'm satan that i feel like doesn't really have a purpose that's just him trying to get attention so it's like there's both i mean like don't get me wrong i like sam smith's music too but it's like at the same way it's like i would put sam smith in like the little nas x category where it's like little nas x is just like trying to shock people it's like With people who just want to like try and shock people, my thing is, I'm thinking as an artist, I'm like, when are people going to see the real you? Which some people are like, you're sitting up here in a wig talking about us seeing the real you. I, I tell y'all, you if like, you listen to the lyrics, like, okay, I'll just go into the lyrics of that song I was talking about. So it's like, okay, you see the lyrics are like the first verse is like you said pray pray to jesus he put me on hold took my mom from me at 18 years old she never got to see me fall and gain never told her that i was gay and then the second verse i say when i came out i was by you told me bury homo feelings inside said i need to find a woman to hitch don't even matter if i'm attracted to the bitch like that's that wasn't told to me that harshly but it's like when you're telling a gay person to hide part of themselves that's what they're hearing And like, so people are like that's intense. So I'm like, that's the point. Putting, uh, uh, you know, opening some eyes to the, you know, how it feels exactly. inside. To, you yeah. Know. And it's like, yeah. I hope I, I somehow like, I would love to envision a day where like it's the easiest to like just come out and be free to yourself unfortunately i feel like in the united states we're almost there we're there as much as we're going to get to but it's like if you look at other foreign countries there's a lot of work that has to be done and it has to be done from people in the united states because people over there can't do it themselves and in my view I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm getting to the last question, but it's like, in my view, it's like, if you're gonna send like political power to foreign countries, that's what you need to send it over to foreign countries for. Not to like get involved in some holy war that people have been fighting for like hundreds of years. That's never gonna be won. Mm -hmm. You need to be trying to save people, not destroy people. And I don't know. I'm not a war person. I'm a diplomat person. I'm a peace person. Like, 
anyone who's like like for war and is like, yeah, let's go kill those motherfuckers. Uh, fuck off. Like, <laughs> I've never been one to try to muscle through things myself. It's yeah. you know, I, you know, words, words, brains over brawn sometimes is you know. Yeah. more the route I would take. So yeah, with you on that. Definitely. So to my final question, what's the biggest misconception about you? Ooh. I think I, hmm, I was, that's a good question. I think that um, a lot, I don't know. So I'm not, I've never, so I, I, based on what people, the, the conversations I've had with people like after they've met me versus like from, you know, just uh, like the see my online presence, you know, those types yeah. of things. And then, then after they meet me, a lot, if they like message or text or conversations the next time, a lot of times it's like, wow, you're way more down to earth. And, um, uh, you know, way, way more chill, a lot nicer than I, you know, than I expected. Um, right. So I don't know if they, uh, you know, it, it, you know, it's it's hard. I don't know if they. I, I'm not sure what they were. I never. I've never. I guess I should probably ask what they were expecting. I, I don't know if it's probably the same thing that a lot of people think. When whenever someone's profile is, you know, you, you have people that profiles that have things and stuff that they're doing, their family, lots of different stuff. Um, you know, and I've done those things too. And I, I we had talked about the agency thing, the talent agency yeah. thing. You know, yeah. I did that for so long, like promoting other people, getting them work, um, you know, getting them gigs, you know, for acting, you know, radio, whatever. Uh, and I, you know, this time around, I'm like, you know, that was took a lot of work and a lot of time to build that. We had, you know, I had well over 600 models, you know, of all you know, men, women, kids. It took a long time, it took years to put that together. Um, and then, you know, I walked away from that. And so I'm like, you know, oh, I wonder to get back into that because I took such a break. I'm like, right. I, you know, before I try to, before I, because I've had, you know, talent that I, you know, a few models I've worked with in the past that like, hey, you're going to get back into doing that. I'd love to have you be my agent again. I'm like, man, I don't, you know, whatever. So I put a lot of time, like, let me, let me take some time to see if I can just promote in a non, as a non-superficial narcissistic way as it sounds, promote myself to even see if I still had the um, the the advertising know-how to you know to. It's not just about putting out a, a pretty picture. You got to have a story behind it. In my opinion, that was I worked with these great photographers, and there what they taught me was you know if you're gonna it's great to take a picture, but if, you know, if there's no story about why, what the scenario, what do you what are you trying to sell here? What's the goal? Right. No, it's not going to work. So if I could, if I couldn't at least do that for myself, why would I? I don't want to agree to do it for somebody else. So I, I think sometimes people see that profile, me posting, you know, oh, it's another picture of Derek posting about Derek. I think they probably expect like this douchebag um, who's just like, hey, look at me, and and you know, but if you, I guess if you look through the stuff that I post most of the time, like I. It's because I've got like some really cool new, you know, garment from like an, an underwear brand or clothing brand or like a, a hair brand or something like I, I there's this, uh, this guy that's out in Detroit, this RSNB, uh, it's, it's jewelry made out in Detroit. Um, it makes cool pieces. Like, I, I don't know. I like to, like, if I'm taking a picture, I like to celebrate 
some another artist like something that they've made and that's like the fun part for me uh, that's usually why i'm posting something because or the event or people that have put something together so i think people are just expecting like this you know it's funny because my name with my name being derek like this is you know the derek julian who's like that i'm just that like yeah. you know you know and, and that there maybe isn't a personality behind it and i guess yeah that you know they're not expecting maybe I, and I don't have a category for my personality, but I think that they're expecting something different than what I am. Hopefully, and hopefully that when they meet me, you know, it's a good experience. And yeah. I hope, you know, for them and for me. Um, yeah, I get, I get that. First of all, like you're saying, like you don't know what it is. Um, skinny white person misconception. They probably think about you immediately, bitch. Like. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's. That's right, but it's like. And I can be yeah, all yeah. those things on different, you know, different times. But first of all, anyone who's going out to meet Derek and is like thinking that this is this is my response to that. Nobody who's a bitch would actually sit here with me because, like, <laughs> like that's at least my view and it's like in terms of me i have i've been told to one of them is that i'm shady i do not i believe i'm very opinionated because i will say this like people who are shocked about that i'm like i'm an artist of course i have opinions like if i didn't have a pers different perspective than like the norm then what could i make that's why I say as artists, if you have never suffered, like, you've never gone through, like, emotional trauma or um, have some form of, like, rebellion in you that wants to go against the grain, if you don't have those two things, you're going to be the most basic artist out there. And it's like, you're going to put out what in I in some ways call monotonous garbage you're just gonna put out stuff that's like has no depth vapid yeah yeah vapid or, it's like, or empty yeah something right. absolutely there's there's an artist out in LA I've talked about this before he calls himself a rapper and it's like he's 31 years old and he's been writing songs for four years and they're all about like twerking and getting fucked I'm like you're 31 years old. This is the only fucking thing that's happened to you in your whole life. And people are like buying into it. I'm like, I love who's like, no, no, I'm not supporting somebody who's like putting out garbage. Like, I believe this. I should say we should support all queer people who do things well. If you suck at something, we should not support you doing that. Like, that's just, that's just my view. I'm not going to support somebody who's just a queer artist just because they're a queer artists. And if there's I a lot of people out there that'll say, sorry, I mean, uh, um, yeah, this, this, but, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there. I've seen it. I've seen it, like, in groups that, uh, you know, on Facebook and things like, you know, they'll say, not my sandbox, not my, you know, not my problem, whatever. But I think yeah. that when they're, you know, if they're, 
now not to say there's not d bags out there that are trying to create something and that you should be like uh you know i guess just let them flop and whatever but i do i do honestly believe that you know if, if there is somebody in your community who is trying to do something i you know well the i think the best way is to say hey would you be interested in my i don't know opinion whatever like because it's you know give them i think giving them the opportunity to you know sort of sweep them up in your arms and, and into your community whatever and right and help and help them grow if they want it i mean and if they say no i'm not interested then that's fine too um yeah you know i but yeah no i, I agree with what you're saying if that makes that makes sense yeah. no i get and that's the thing i'd be all for doing that that's why like i had a concept for like a show because like people always tell me all the time they're like why don't you do reality TV? Why don't you do all of this? And my response is, is I'm like, I've tried out for Idol, American Idol twice. And it's like, my thing is, I don't fit in that mold. I don't fit in the um, voice mold. I don't, there needs to be in that. I I would pitch this idea of somebody, like if, a, if I got a chance to meet a network executive, this is what I would pitch. I'm like, where's a singer songwriter show? Because that's what you need, a show with four singer-songwriters who are literally on a panel. And the four people I chose are all queer people who are queer, talented artists because why not support people who are actually talented and bring them up with other people? And it's like, you have four artists, you have them at the end of the week after all the artists perform, you have each of those judges perform a song as well. Well, you rotate the judges performing a song each week at the end so that way this proves the audience who's watching the show that these people actually have talent and their critiques are actually valid yeah i like that yeah so anyone know any executives in their family please gladly tell them my idea i will i will sit in the meeting and i'm like if if I'm doing ABC, NBC, CBS, just know you're probably gonna have to have the guy sit there with the sensor on the button. But like, logo TV, that's that would be a good one. See, you, that would, you know, I, would, I I will say this before uh, before I get to the second one. I miss when logo did original entertainment. They don't do it anymore. Like, I think it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to have those those budgets and things with so many competing streaming thing i and i will say that was so that one of the, the i guess a little off topic but when i had the talent agency i actually had uh, a couple guys that were on the bachelor um and a girl from biggest loser um it's that's those are brutal those reality shows are brutal i mean the contracts the the things all, all the stuff you know the the that they go you go through to do those so i can see where it's tough you know, assuming that those i mean this logo if it's a smaller off offshoot network you know his budgets are t it's, it's you know it's a lot of work well logo i will say this logo let their like cash cow leave like everyone can say it it's like as much as people love drag race when it moved to vh water mtv and it's like it's like that that belonged on logo because like that was a queer network that was showing a queer show and that's what had them have the budget to do shows like the A-List New York and um, Fire Island and all that because like 
they had Drag Race coming in, and Drag Race is just making money, 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 because that's what it what it does. I will say, as a as a millennial, I've said this plenty of times. Get get Drag Race off of TV, like literally put it on Paramount Plus. Nobody my age has cable, like that's why I haven't watched this season that much because I'm like. I'm like, I'll watch the like highlights, but it's like, where am I going to go? It's not like I can go down the streets of like my local bar and like watch it at a viewing party for free. Anyway, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, the other misconception. I've been told that I'm intimidating. And being a big bitch who's, again, as I say, six foot three, I can understand that, but it's like, I am a sweetheart unless I have a reason to believe that you're not genuine. If I can like detect that on somebody, I'm gonna I'll be high and, and nice to you, but I'm not gonna like call you my friend. I'll call you an acquaintance, but I ain't calling you a friend because it's like right. you are as about as genuine as a fake palm tree in the corner of the room. Like I, I can tell, and like, oh, and I won't change myself for that for that type of personality. I, mean, I used to, you know, they used to bother me being a people pleaser, you know, yeah. wanting to, you know, like, like figure out like why, what, what, like what the if it was something about me, but you know, it's not a waste, like you're saying, you know, yeah. I'll be nice, you know, we can be in the same room, um, I won't entertain their their bullshit. That's why. That's why, like. I had a thought of like moving to LA at one point. I'm like, no, no. Cause I can't, I, as, as I said, I can't, I can't do it. Cause it's like, cause I will be the person in the room. That's like, if you have 8,000 people telling you, yes, it's amazing. And they're all trying to be your friends. I'm going to be the one that's going to be like, if it's good, I'll tell you it's good. Like, I have no problem telling people when they're doing things great. I have no problem praising people that do things amazingly. But if you're doing something bad, they're going to all say yes to you. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, okay, do you want the truth or do you want me to lie to you? Right. Because if you want me to lie to you, I'll just walk out. Like, but if you want the truth, I'm gonna be like, no, that's that's not it. I had somebody on here who like they did one interview. I was interested in doing a second interview with them. I heard their latest single come out, and then all of a sudden, once I heard that, I'm like, wow. You were either like really, really good, or like you sucked from the beginning, and I just took off the rose-colored glasses because I'm like, I'm thinking, I hear this song, I'm like, this song really sucks, and like, I did not pursue asking them back because it's like, I can happily be a fan of somebody and have one interview with them and like, be the be their fan, but it's like. If again, if like I don't think you're doing good, it's like 
I'm not going to sit here and tell you I loved your new single when I thought it was trash. That's why, like, that's why I thought about if I were to ever, like, go to, like, um, uh, like, theoretically, like, those one of those network shows or, like, a cable show, if somehow somebody discovered me from that and wanted and would want me to do that, I don't think I could. I mean, you were in... You started broadcast journalism. Do you think you could do it? Like, hmm. no. I mean, I, I had a little. I was part of a pilot program once for with there was something that was being pitched to MTV years back, and it was just I was just telling a story to somebody actually, and there was a group of us that were that they were had you know gathered together, and it was like three days of filming. You know, to put to pull together the pilot. By the like the third, kind of into that third night, it was just yeah. the. They're like, well, so and so, like so and so didn't say that, and that would never, and we we would never. Like, we just it, the the things that they were trying to pull and push, and it was such a. I'm like, nope, never again, yeah. never again. I mean, probably never again, um, because you're not uh, in that scenario. Not. Uh, I, 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 hey, listen, I was in theater. I love a script. Um, did, did a lot of them through school for the, the you know speech and debate, but you know if, if you're pitching it over here as as my hand as this, yeah. but you're really doing this, you know that I'm not. It's disgenuine, so can't do it. Right, it's like the thing of we want to create a moment, and like my response is. Why don't you just let a moment happen instead of trying to create it? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we can go on for hours about that. We so could. Anyway. I love this. I haven't eaten dinner anyway. yet, so that, yeah, that's, I that's I, I, I have to do. I'm, I'm letting you go. I got to go to sleep anyway. So it's like, anyway, with that being said, it was a pleasure getting to meet you. Absolutely. I, this was fantastic. It was so nice to meet you, too. Yes. Love that. Anyway, with that being said, this is Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and I hope you've enjoyed. Have a good evening. Thanks, you too.